Greetings to one and all, it's your buddy Jay here coming at you with some more countermeasures goodness. I would firstly like to say thanks very much for all of the support, the uh, likes and subscriptions are really helping me grow the channel, so thank you very much again for that. Uh, today I would like to put forward an interview which I recently did with Nick Morris, who is a professional photographer. I took him through the 10 question marathon. Uh, we looked at his journey through this creative industry and the highs and lows of working with graphic designers like myself. Um, he is also Welsh, which we won't hold against him, um, so hopefully you should enjoy that. Now, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, that's great. You can also download the audio file, which is uh, all good podcast outlets. Um, I will put the link down below in the descriptor, or you can just search for Countermeasures Podcast and uh, you should find it. Now, all that's left to say is um, take my hand and come with me as we once again dive into my deep, deep design pocket and learn more about the journey of a photographer in 2020. Mm. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm good, good. Have we actually you. started? We've started now, yeah. All oh, right, OK. That was the again, we, were just in the <laughs> we were just in the green room. All oh, right, OK, nice, nice. <laughs> this is an interview. So, uh, yeah, so this is it. So, um, yeah, welcome to uh, Countermeasures. Uh, and this is the uh, the creative lockdown series, apparently. Um, and yeah, uh, I just thought that uh, this is the second podcast. And um, I thought it might be interesting to hear of your creative journey um, from, you know, being a wee bairn to, uh, to the gentleman you are today. Um, and so I've sent you 10 questions, which mm. range from sort of early days through to your sort of current status, which is locked in your house same as everybody else and uh, yeah i just thought we'd, we'd sort of have a chat and you know it doesn't matter we can roll on for four hours or we could be done in half an hour or you know whatever it's just just yeah, there's, no. there's no it's just a conversational thing so you know we can... well well i'm absolutely privileged obviously to be uh the second guest um not... <laughs> i like where you were like the second not the first <laughs> the second i'm gonna point yeah. it out i'm not competitive yeah. but uh, no 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 it's fair play uh no no i'm I, yeah I, well i hope it's interesting for people really um but uh yeah four hours or the hour and 45 minutes that cars two is on that is keeping my <laughs> toddler busy yeah well you can always <laughs> so, start it again <laughs> we'll see how this goes um no no but no i'm delighted to be here yeah hello okay. everyone great yeah hello yeah i don't know if we have any subscribers or or uh you know yeah I, well i've got i've got 24 subscribers to the youtube channel so far so that it's a low but like a lot of people don't subscribe to these things you know like they do like on um uh, they'll watch it on facebook and, and stuff like that but they won't necessarily so i get lots of lots of uh, registered people watching it you know so the, that's all coming up but people don't always hit the subscribe button so not everyone watches stuff on youtube no, in that way either so that's what I keep telling myself. There's 24 so far. So at this yeah. rate, we'll have 100 <laughs> by 2027. <laughs> no. um, well, I got to say, uh, I, I really enjoyed the first episodes, you know, the oh, history okay, of graphic thanks. design and stuff. And uh, I'm going to clearly shamelessly copy that. In yeah, my, that, that's uh, fine. You know, that's fine. <laughs> in my Everything lockdown. I've ever done is stolen. So, <laughs> you know, feel free to <laughs> happily be part of that, you know. Um, oh, yeah, fine. no, it's, uh, it's, it's been quite good because, um, you know, obviously in the current lockdown scenario, um, my work's, you know, I, I'm working. Mm. I've got a few bits and pieces going on, but it's nothing like a normal working day week. Um, so I'm suddenly finding that I've got this extra time to think about my other things mm. and, and stuff that I'd like to have done by now. 
<laughs> you know, that yeah, book's yeah. on its way, you know. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. and one of the things was to start a podcast, and then that sort of turned into doing like uh, a YouTube thing because I wanted to mm. write something. I thought, well, I'll, I'll write a sort of history of graphic design and try not to bore myself. And uh, yeah, and then it's just sort of turned into this, which has been it's been great. I've, it's been really good fun, uh, um, and also I'm, I'm teaching myself premiere as things go along which you probably know a lot about but i know very little about so um you know i, I know the basics to patch stuff together um, and now i know a lot more yeah, <laughs> because yeah. with the extra time you, yeah you know, of course it's, it's been great so um yeah so 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 let's uh, let's let me stop talking basically and, no, no, uh, no, no, we'll start no, on the uh, on the first this question. is the easiest so, interview i've ever had yeah, so it's been <laughs> great to have you great. <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> so uh the first question one of ten um is uh when do you first remember yourself leaning towards being creative well this was a really interesting question uh or am i going to pretend like i'm doing this off the top of my head what's your well, it depends. Right. Is your is your other half just holding up like a board with all the answers <laughs> on? <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. 1978. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, do you know what? Actually, no. I mean, when you sent this question through, it's a, it's a really interesting question because I've never thought about it. And I I don't really consider myself to be creative. Like, you know, and I'm not trying to be, you know, sort of the clever artist or whatever. But um, I fell into it very, very, very late. And uh, um, when I was at school, I didn't really do anything creative. Like, you know, one of my friends from school is an architect and it was all he wanted to do. He was drawing buildings and stuff. I was, I was a bit more of a relaxed student. There was sort of parties to go to and, you know, yeah. football to play. Yeah. Above a certain age, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. nothing illegal. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that was sort of what took my mind. So I guess the first time that I really sort of started to try something creative was actually playing guitar you know uh, an angsty teenager you need a a backing track to go yeah, with all those yeah. melancholy songs about you know being a 15 year old in car were, were you writing your own songs or were you playing other people's uh, both yeah okay. i mean you know i i would not i mean funnily enough i did find a cassette tape with one recording from Please one Please lean out of the shop now and just pick your guitar up and play your first song. It's pretty horrific. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, so yeah, that side of it. But yeah, you know, like playing guitar, expressing yourself musically. I guess that yeah. was the first time that I found myself being creative. And then I, in terms of photography, it's a bit more different. Uh, because my dad was a really keen amateur uh, back in the day mm -hmm. uh, and a very good photographer as well, um, even though he won't admit it. Uh, I've seen his slides and, you know, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so that's, that's when photography was much harder than it is today. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, everyone with an iPhone and portrait mode is suddenly, you know, David Bailey, you know, they're all kind yeah. of. But uh, back then it was like, you know, you had to really think about the light and, and you know, staying still. Abs <laughs> well, absolutely, like that, yeah. You know? Well, he's not that old. It wasn't like the old uh, you know, <laughs> Bellows camera in the, eight, <laughs> in the 1800s. Um, but uh, no, no, Load, I mean. Loading the, um, the gunpowder <laughs> into the uh, flash, yeah. 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 No, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's frightening how it's come on. And I mean, you know, when I think about it, I mean, I actually started taking pictures properly. I mean, well, you know, I was given a little um, 
Kodak Ektra camera, mm. which is one of the long, thin ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Were they, the, were they the side loading? Was it the one where you? you yeah, I think you, you did put them... the cartridge in the back and. Yeah, well, but did, was... when you took a picture, did you do the like that to read? Yeah, to yeah, go yeah. On that's to the next... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, you know, whatever. Took some pictures on that, but then I sort of started getting into photography proper when I was sort of 16 I guess and I borrowed my dad's old uh, OM1 film camera which to this day I mean it's an absolute beauty to use I mean yeah. don't get me wrong I mean I love the modern technology and stuff but you know there's just something solid and you know nice sound as the shutter goes and stuff so yeah. I started taking pictures of that uh, using some of my dad's old like you know books learning about you know teaching photography yeah so I used to go and take pictures of trees and sheep and, you know, all sorts of well, stuff. Well, you're in Wales. Is there anything yeah, else? Not really. No, <laughs> trees no. And <laughs> trees and sheep. Yeah. They're, they're um, taking over the streets now, those sheep. I keep seeing reports of Welsh well, villages <laughs> being run, overrun by there is, wild Yeah. Sheep. There is something nice about, you know, the sheep finally getting the upper hand on, mm. uh, you know. I saw one with a banner control. that said, we're reclaiming our land. And <laughs> someone had a pitchfork. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, so that was sort of sixteen. Started taking pictures, whatever. It was when I got to uni that I think the creativity and photography started to kick off. And you did know, you I go, did you um, so did you start on a photography course for uni? Then did you did you did you just sign no. up? No, I, I I went and did American studies as my okay. uh, as my degree, right. um, only because I mean. Um, you're going to regret saying that I could go on a tangent, but uh, I always wanted to be a pilot when I was younger, but the, okay. uh, the careers advisor who was, um, she was a very uh, strict um, lady who'd seen, I think she'd seen a lot of life and mm. a lot of, a lot of dreams <laughs> <laughs> be crushed <laughs> mercilessly. She was, it's almost like she was like, well, I wanted to be a nuclear physicist yeah. and I didn't do that. And so mm. here I am telling you not to be a pilot, you know, and, I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, I don't think I could be a pilot. It's such a, a great skill and stuff. But um, I remember the day that I walked into the um, into the careers office and she said, well, you know, let's go through your likes and dislikes. And, you know, and she said, what do you like? Well, I like flying, you know, and I like the outdoors and I like, mm. you know, all that stuff. But trying to sort of edge yourself you know, towards the pilot career yeah yeah i yeah, like, yeah, I like yeah. uniforms <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like, yeah. <laughs> I like global travel uh you know yeah. i want to you know sit at the front of a plane yeah. and um i can never remember the name of it but you remember you used to get those long sheets of paper that you could take the sides yeah on. yeah uh, i can't remember either but it was like yeah. they, were, they were sort of tiered like that weren't they and they were yeah that's right yeah, yeah that's it sort of dot it, matrix what, printing or everything yeah 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 one of those came off the printer and mm. right it was about six foot long and right at the end of it it went he won't be a pilot <laughs> and it was that <laughs> it was that moment Computer says that, no <laughs> yeah 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 and um i was she said that i'd be better suited to be a runway technician which was uh, chasing the pigeons off the runway right for the pilots which you know i mean uh, you was know, she laughing when she said it was she like was she like you'll be Chase the she pigeons. Was, she was deadly serious, you yeah. know, and I'm sort of sitting there thinking, well, I don't want to do that. And, you know, so that, anyway, long story short, that's how I ended up doing American studies because I didn't know mm. what else I wanted to do. Yeah. But I got a year in America out of it. So yeah. I went to uni for this year and I met some other photographers and in my first and second year and, mm -hmm. you know, I used to take pictures and all that sort of stuff. But it was when I got to America that 
it really dawned on me that actually I wanted to go into a creative profession yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, be a photographer. Um, yeah. I got um, got a job on the student newspaper out in Penn State University um, yeah. with uh, possibly the. Um, Am I allowed to swear? Is that... you, you can, yeah, go yeah, for yeah. it. Go for it. Say whatever you like. Um, it, it was the shittest portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> you will, I, I mean, it, it, to this day, I'm like, it's a miracle. <laughs> was it just <laughs> like trees, sheep, trees? It was worse than that. It was, it was literally about 20 pictures from a, uh, a weekend that I'd spent watching rugby at mm. the university with the other international students. Yeah. And basically, I got, I got my place because I was from Britain and, it, and mm. the um, picture editor was like, well, look, you know, like we come to uni to learn, to expand our horizons. And, uh, you know, why not have this guy in? Because, you know, he might not be able to take a picture, but he can, you know, teach us about, you know, Britain and different culture okay. and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. so I sort of snuck in the creative industry through the back door, yeah. uh, really. Um, I started taking pictures for the paper and, and, and we were taught, you know, by a professional how to take a proper picture. And that was when it really sort of grabbed me and I, I realized that that was what I wanted to do. So, um, the the short answer to the last like 10 minutes is uh i was about 21 yeah so i guess i guess it's 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 interesting isn't it because um like for me and and i was talking uh on on the other podcast with my friend john we we went to school together so we had similar sort of experience which was we both like being uh sort of quite arty and doing drawings and writing stuff from quite an early age that eventually sort of you follow this path where you just keep funneling down to eventually end up with a career that's somewhere a combination of those sort of arty Mm. things you know so um whereas like you know like yourself and and a lot of other people i know they they had it like a completely disconnected experience in that way Mm. and as much as they did lots of other different things when they were younger they were they probably spent more time doing sports than I did. You know, I'm sure you played more football and rugby than I ever did. Uh, you know, and then suddenly yeah. uh, they've kind of reached this point where they're like, oh, actually, I really enjoy this and I just haven't done mm. enough of it or I want mm. to explore it more. So yeah, it's interesting yeah, yeah. that that still comes a lot because I've worked with you for years and, mm. you know, you're really creative and you're oh. uh, really good at your job and I can't imagine you doing anything else. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if I got on a plane and someone said Nick Morris is flying this plane that I'd want to get on it. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair said, enough. He's doing a parachute on this plane. I'd definitely yeah, get yeah, on it. Yeah. You know? So, like, <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, do I think know. it's interesting how um, you know that you mm. ended up there, regardless of you know, it, it, like you know, I mean, I suppose you kind of maybe always had it going on in the background anyway, with your dad being a photographer, you know, and having that yeah. as a base you know, that maybe yeah. you kept going, touching back to, you know. Um, well, I think that's quite interesting, actually, because um, actually, yeah, I mean, you know, dad is a, a creative guy. I mean, he um, he did loads of drawings. I mean, yeah. and I've got some, and they're absolutely incredible. And he, you know, he probably could have made a living out of, you know, doing, uh, you know, proper sort of artwork. Um, yeah. You know, and I, and I don't mean, you know, the guy doing the caricature, you know, Piccadilly Circus. I mean, yeah. it, although that is a skill, but yeah. you know, he, he did these great life drawings and stuff. But I think, I think the difference maybe between me and him is that I was encouraged much more to go for like, don't get me wrong. When I told him, when I, I remember the conversation that I said, Oh dad, I'm, you know, won't be a photographer. He said, well, you'll never make any money. Yeah. But he was, he was fully behind me and he was like, well, sure. look, if that's what you want to do, that's yeah. what you're going to do. Whereas I think he grew up in a time when, you know, you had to be, you know, 
a bank manager, yeah. a shop yeah. manager, or whatever. Absolutely. It was yeah. much he, harder he, yeah. to get into he, that kind of career. The same with like design and you know and, mm. and photography. You know, it was you know, you didn't know that many designers and photographers, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. around that time. You know, like you said, people had like proper jobs. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Whereas now all the only people I know are photographers and designers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a weird it's now yeah. much more yeah. accessible for everybody. Whereas back then mm. I think, you know, if you were an illustrator, you probably had to already be working in some big ad company or design you, exactly, know, you had to be yeah. connected somehow mm, um, yeah. you know to get a leg up whereas now mm. you can follow your own path rather than hope that everything just aligns you know yeah no absolutely I should I should say in case mum and dad are listening mm. that obviously my mum was equally as creative and, and she was uh, <laughs> and, and I also was, I love her too <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah better, better not forget that um, uh, but you know that she uh one of the jobs i mean she did quite a few things but you know she was cabin crew for ba for you know a few years but oh, i wouldn't know that. okay so you, yeah you've yeah got, you've yeah. got roots in, in ba so, so oh yeah photography yeah. uh you know wanted to be a pilot I, yeah <laughs> i i literally sort of yeah i, I you know well maybe it was predestined i don't yeah. know but uh yeah. but no i mean she used to do food prep and stuff you know so uh for okay. photography yeah photo yeah. shoots yeah. and 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 videos and stuff so so she had a bit of creativity in her as well so i I guess um and she's a fabulous baker which is a creative uh you know creative art so i think that yeah it was in there and i was given the opportunity to go and you know go and do it and and luckily avoided the um well i mean I, i did my work experience just after the careers advice uh in going places I don't right. know if you remember the old yeah. travel agents. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was ironic Which because was I, ironic. Didn't, yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> go they, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I and neither did they. <laughs> no, no. I, I was in the basement for a week uh, yeah. sorting through old catalogues and uh, came wasn't out. It, wasn't their identity like going places but with a question mark on the end? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went out of business, but nothing to do with my work experience. No, no, no. But, you know, I mean, I couldn't have done that. I mean, and and when I look back on it now, I couldn't have, I couldn't have worked in a, you know, in an environment that was so, um, you know, sort of regimented in a way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, I've had, you know, jobs in shops and stuff and it, the people are obviously lovely, but it's that, you know, the red lines are so, tight on everything that you do yes compared to the creative world where you know you know a brief comes in you go absolutely mad with all these ideas and it slowly Mm -hmm. gets chopped back in but Mm -hmm. you're given the freedom to go out and try something yeah and then you know then the the lasso from the client or the budget or whatever comes in (laughs) but somewhere you know but those projects end up being successful either Mm. they either let you run with it and you're like I can't believe they let me do that you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. they let they, they they give you the yeah. you know the world and then they mm. like you said they slowly chip it down and eventually it ends up being still part of it ends up being creative in the way you wanted mm. which is very satisfying in its own right in knowing yeah, that yeah. it did you know your influence did change it in some way mm. but yeah no it's um yeah, yeah. it's a it's an interesting uh industry like photography but like my, my father was a photographer as well and, mm. and it still is but um he used to do wedding photography for a long time mm. Uh, and my mum was very arty as well so like you know like you having that kind of support from early on you know it wasn't any surprise when I said oh I'm going to go into like an arty career because they both were kind of arty and could understand it even though they didn't do that for their jobs necessarily Mm. because my dad's business was like a side business and everything for the the wedding photography 
Um, but I think, you know, like you said, with your, your parents having some understanding of what it means to a person personally to be creative mm. in that way, you know, they obviously just thought, well, you know, he's going to go off and do this. We, we know why, you know, you'll, you'll be broke, but you're, you know, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but you know, you'll be actually, happy. <laughs> yeah, you'll be broke and happy. Yeah. But, um, but actually that's broke mm. in the sense of what it would have been like back then you know mm. how their mentality would have been thinking about mm. getting that business going or or be you know mm. whereas now you can make a lot of money being a photographer you know um as yeah, as yeah. you know as your la office <laughs> i can see uh dictates well yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i've uh, yeah I, I i was wondering if you guess whether i was in cardiff or la based on the sunshine that's out <laughs> i was the window. gonna say when the backdrop <laughs> just falls down and the palm tree is blowing yeah. out then i'll know that. Oh, hang on david hasselhoff is at the door in a second <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the ice is in the fridge yeah cool. um so uh yeah so that was um so that was sort of question and we did dovetail into sort of question two there which was um mm. you know the the sort of your education side of things and and sort of filtering into university so you you know having a completely unrelated um uh sort of education to uh photography meant that you pretty much taught yourself yeah pretty much and uh, and it's something that I'm it's something that I find quite interesting because whenever you're approached by um, you know a parent of somebody who wants to go into photography one of the first questions is always oh what's the what course did you do to get into photography mm -hmm. well I think obviously there is a value in doing uh, you know a college degree or whatever in photography but I think there's also a danger that you know uh, knowingly or not the course tutor is always going to put their own influence onto mm -hmm. your style. So you're not, you're going to copy what they are saying and you're not really going to find your own sort of way of doing things. Sure. Um, so I was sort of lucky that I knew how to take a photograph and, and do all that stuff. Then I went to the collegian and got sort of a more focused sort of education on what makes a good photograph in terms of composition and looking mm -hmm. at things differently and what mm -hmm. suits for newspapers yeah and then when i came back i actually got onto the um nctj press photography course in in sheffield okay. which was then you know a, a real intense look at you know being a press photographer in the uk and the laws mm -hmm. and you know how you approach certain jobs and you know what to look out for and what not to do and all that sort of stuff so but but the whole time it was more my education was more around the how do you do your job rather than the this is how you take a picture of okay know, yeah so, x thing yeah, yeah yeah so so i found that helped me really um and uh and i, I mean and god you know it sounds awful as well I, I don't know if you find this with sort of you know um other creatives but i think especially with photography you can get so bogged down in the technical side of it mm -hmm. that it takes away something from the creative side and i mean you know there are you know i hear questions you know questions and i'm like well, i don't know the answer to that about you know I don't know. Well, once I was asked about the operating temperature of my camera, like what was the, what was the, you know, minimum temperature it would work in outdoors before it froze. And yeah. I think the person was sort of taken aback a little bit when I said, well, I don't know really, but I do know that if I have to go out and it's minus 20 outside, I'll do my mm. best to make sure the camera doesn't pack up. But at the end of the day, I've got to get a picture. I'm not going to yeah. say, Oh, sorry, it was a bit cold. You know, it's, yeah. you've just got to, 
you know, you can take the most perfectly exposed photograph in the history of the earth. It could be absolutely spot on. But if it's dull to look at, well, you know, there's, you've got to get that other side of it, that sort of, you know, that feeling um, and that, um, you know, the composition and, and the emotion that you're trying to portray. There's that element which, yeah, you can control with the technical side of it, of course, but a lot more of it is a, a feeling and, and, you know, yeah. and that creativity. But that's where your creative side comes into play, you know, because like the technical, mm -hmm. the technology is always changing anyway. Okay, the basics, you know, but technology changes always. So you're always having to keep on mm -hmm. top of that. And it's the same with design as it is with photography, which mm -hmm. is like, you know, I learn one app one week and it changes the next. So you're constantly yeah, having, yeah. you know, the ground shifting all the time. So you've constantly mm -hmm. got to keep on top of that. But regardless of what that technology is the principle of the creative side of it is always the same which mm. is like you know how you handle people what you're mm. like in environments with people mm. how you you know how you deal with people that don't want their photograph being taken how you make them relax and you don't have much time to do that you you mm. know and i've worked with you and and other photographers and you know that is something that i, I always find quite sort of interesting how quickly someone can go from being totally frozen yeah you, you say sort of like two or three magic words to them and suddenly they're like <laughs> loosening up and getting ready for their their, their sort of bikini shoot you know yeah um, well it's all hypnotism yeah. you know there's <laughs> no trick it's just that like look into the eyes <laughs> yeah not around the eyes and yeah, yeah um yeah and i think that's something that's always uh you know i because i i you know i've done art director shoots and things and i'm kind of okay at that but i'm amazed at how you know you especially very good at that sort of getting people who don't want their photograph you know or they, they feel like oh i'll go last and all that sort of stuff and you're doing yeah. a load of people by the time they come along and, and they have their, they're, they're loving it you know and mm. you, it's, it, that's a real skill yeah um, that sort of people management um, i think i think that's what i enjoy about photography is um you know funnily enough uh, in what was it it was the end of December I was doing something and uh, it was, yeah, well, it was, a, you know, a BA, I was doing this um, sort of set of portraits for one of the societies there. And um, the guy who I was doing it for said like, there's one lady, I'd love to get her picture, but she's really, really nervous. She's really, really nervous. And down she came with a friend and the friend had his picture taken. And, you know, and I was trying to sort of, you know, gently cajole her in front of the camera, but she didn't, she just didn't want to do it. And I, right. and I mean, you know, short of tying her shoelaces together and, you know, sort of yeah. getting her as she tries to hop off down the street. I mean, there's yeah. no point in, in pushing it, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what my success rate is, but she's the only one that I can remember in the recent time that has absolutely said yeah. point blank. I do no, not want to have my it. photograph taken. Yeah. And I tried everything, you know, I, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. You know, <laughs> short of calling you in to give me a hat. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, yeah, well, you definitely you wanted know. to make sure she didn't want it taken. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, but you must have the experience with that where people just sort of lock horns and just yeah. like, no, I, yeah. don't, I don't want to do it. Um, I guess if you've got to deliver their picture for mm. whatever, you know, whatever it's for, mm. you know, getting getting them to, to do it must be, must yeah. be quite yeah. tricky. You know, I, I, can't, yeah. I imagine if you can't do it, Nick, it can't be done, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> so, no, I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting. So have you, did you have you have you been following her since then? Are you like the one? She's the one that got away. <laughs> so I know where she lives. The other day, I saw her having her taken loads of times. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't that desperate to get her picture. To be honest, no. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a funny thing. I, I, you know, I know, you know, there are some photographers that I think would be a bit more like 
but at the end of the day, it's a picture, isn't it? It's, you know, it's not, it's not going to, you know, change the world or anything. Well, it might. Yeah, actually. It could do. Good God, oh God, maybe I should have taken a picture, actually. Yeah, yeah maybe I should have kept on it. One that got I mean, away. Yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, I just want people to be happy, so I'm not going to make them feel uncomfortable or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, of course, so, yeah. yeah. So when you came back, and um, you, so back was from America to mm. Wales. Mm. Um, so when did you make the sort of transition to London? Did, did that come? Uh, well, was, go, was your going places kind of experience, <laughs> was that London-based? No, no, that was that was Cardiff. That was um, Cardiff, yeah, yeah, that was Cardiff. Um, I, no, it's funny the London thing. I was, um, I was never that bothered by it for, mm. at the start of my career because I think, I think I was still in um, absolute shock that I was able to a get onto the press photography course in Sheffield, which at the time was, you know, the press photography course, and yeah. any press photographer working in the national press had gone through it and the list of names of people who'd been through there before it was just eye-watering it's unbelievable mm. so I was shocked first that I was on the course then I ended up getting a job back in uh, in Wales in Newport for the South Wales Argus and I spent right. um, four and a half um, absolutely bonkers years there, yeah. you know, like, um, like really like so learning. Was the, was the Argus a newspaper then? Was that a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I drop it in the Argus. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a local paper. It's, um, but Wales is, is one of those weird uh, situations where like the national paper, I think the circulation was like 40,000 or something. And I think right. we were 30,000. So okay. you know, it was, it was, you know, quite a good experience. Good coverage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the 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 team of photographers there were just, I mean, you know, I mean, a really, really talented pool of people, and um, so I learned, you know, quite a lot from them. And uh, and it was only, I guess, after about four years that I started to think of going to London. Um, but on my way to London, I actually went to Reykjavik uh, for a little while just to have a go at being a freelance photographer up there uh, okay. which um didn't really work out um uh, great because it was the 2008 um banking crash that did it yeah, for me okay. then um, yeah. and also like i didn't know the language i didn't have any business acumen so I didn't. did you just you just quit your job your, was it full yeah. time you were there you quit yeah. and just thought i want to go and do something yeah so, yeah so I, I, just, I, just going back to your newspaper days for a second mm. what was your um so what was your sort of day-to-day working there then were you were you just like following journalists around or were you getting sent off on on missions what was the uh, the kind of <laughs> yeah. how that worked um so it was it was quite interesting i mean um i know it's a cliche but no two days were the same and i mean genuinely they weren't i mean um you know we'd have uh, on the diary about four or five jobs a day you know we work in shifts as well so right. Um, weekends would be on sport you might be working nights where you'd be the only photographer and, and on call um but yeah you do a real mix of stuff so there was the real sort of hard news of um you know court snatches um mm-hmm. you know getting the, the crims as they came out of court uh yeah. you know murder scenes road crashes all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah but then on the other end of the scale you had all these lovely fluffy jobs where you know it might be you know a, a local who won a golf competition so you right you know, go up to wherever it was and try and do something creative and, uh, you know, with a golf ball and a thing that wasn't just him, you know, 
with the golf club over his shoulder like he's just taken a shot. So yeah. you, you would get those pictures for, you know. And in fact, actually, there's... That's fun. Uh, I think that's quite fun, though. That, yeah. You, know, you must have seen some, you know, budgies on roller skates in your time, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, do you know what? The one that I always think about um, was... Uh, um, I got sent to uh, a pub that had been flooded and they'd come together like the team had come together to clear out the basement so they could reopen and it was one of those like if they went through insurance it would take like 30 years to reopen but if right. they did it themselves they could get open in a week so they did it. yeah so obviously they were quite happy and you know and it's sort of not really the most thrilling of stories i mean it's a lovely story but pic, you know picture wise yeah you've kind of got a pub that's you know so uh um i had a chat with the owner and he he was a lovely bloke and i said look you know and he was in one of these um yellow oil skin like whaling outfits oh, okay. <laughs> right and i said look mate i said you know i'll do the pictures you know and we'll do this and there. i said but i got an idea you know would you be up for it and uh basically what i wanted was two shoots of water coming in either side and hitting it and doing right. it on a yeah, yeah. you know quick shutter so you've got okay the, yeah the, cool yeah the water and stuff and he was holding his his brush yeah. and he was like yeah mate you know he said i'm you know cloud nine that the place is gonna be open so you know yeah. let's do it let's you know so we did it did it in a couple of takes he got yeah. absolutely soaked yeah went back to the picture desk did my pictures took it up to the, the picture editor and i said well you know i've got this i said i i don't you know i don't want a bit i think it's a front page image you know like look at this this is you know yeah. really good fun and yeah and uh he took it into the editor who um you know, like a lot of regional editors at the time, I think they were sort of, uh, you know, sort of very traditional and mm -hmm. whatnot. And he took one look at the photo and said, is Nick Norrish on drugs? Do we need to drug test him? <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I don't think the picture made it, but it, it was a favourite. You, 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 know, you learned a lot about the newspaper that day. You, like, you learned, yeah, about, your, yeah, you learned yeah, about your place yeah, in the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the great thing about it was the picture editor, you know, and he came out and he told me, and it was, you know, it's funny and, yeah. and whatnot. And I don't think the editor really thought I was on, you know, on anything, but yeah. like, he still encouraged me. He said, like, don't let it stop you. You know, don't mm -hmm. ever go out. And just because you've been told it doesn't work now, doesn't mean that yeah. something will come up. And yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, in hindsight, I mean, you know, the, the 20, whatever I was, 25 year old in me is going, oh, it's great. It's a Pulitzer Prize winner, that one. <laughs> yeah. But now... What has that got to do with clearing water out of a basement after? Yeah, a but it was a you good idea. I mean? But what I like yeah, about yeah. that is that, like, you took something that was quite sort of, you know, a, a sort of mundane situation, if you like, mm. that you were just covering, and you thought, well, we could we can do those photos mm. and get that, you know, there's option mm. one, or and we yeah, could try yeah. this other thing, and yeah, like yeah. in trying that other thing, while it wasn't successful, it, it it's it's part of being of that sort of creative thinking of sort of going right let's just do something totally different mm. it's like yeah, when we've yeah. done shoots in the past and we've ticked the boxes of the things that we need to do mm. at the end we'll always be like right what else could we do that we yeah, haven't yeah. you know what we could go a bit off the wall and you know nine times out of ten it doesn't pay off but the one time it does it's always great you know because you're just like that was yeah. like a last minute yeah. thing or someone had yeah. an idea to do this and it just it just fitted you know so mm. it's good and yeah. it's good that you've got encouragement to do it but yeah but that's that's good because obviously you know with him encouraging you to do that it, it didn't mm. completely shut you down and be no, you know, no. in, in a kind of like right i'm just like a corporate shill now i'll just do whatever mm. you know yeah. it did allow you to, to sort of think mm. actually when you get those opportunities you should always do them you know mm. i've done plenty of like design work where i'm like here's your logo but look at this one and then some people are like wow and other people yeah. are like what the f 
Yeah, I just never stopped doing that though, because no, that's no. that's always you know that's stuff that ends up in your folio. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's and I, I, do you know what? No, I think that's that's one of the biggest things. Um, you know, the, with young photographers, especially, I think it's so easy to stay within your shell because you don't want to do something wrong, or you know, you've just got to go for it. And yeah, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Just move on. But don't ever, yeah, like you say, don't ever stop. Yeah, find looking your voice. That. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, and that's a hard thing to do when you're young because you're you're looking to a lot of people. Like you said, a lot of people are sort of telling you this is how you're a photographer. This is how to be a mm. photographer. Mm. And then they show you their work, and you're like, oh, that's how to do it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not like you know you you are sort of you end up sort of following a path in those younger years of like mimicking a lot of the people that you mm. love and you know like for me like designers like copying a lot of their mm. their work and thinking it's my own amazing idea and you know that sort of stuff yeah because, yeah, that's, yeah, because you have no other point to reference and as you get older mm. you start to find your own voice in that respect mm. and you get more confident in you know showing them the the, the guy hit, getting hit by the water you know now you would show that picture and you'd be like I don't care if you like it. I love it. You know, so, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and I think yeah. that's what's, that's important. You know. Mm. Um, mm. So, um, so yeah, so then, yeah, so then you went to, did you say Reykjavik? You went to, I did. Yeah. 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 Just uh, take a bit of time out, Try, uh, you know, but it, it didn't, it, it, it was great. Don't get me wrong. Cause you know, I surrounded myself by artists and, you know, really creative people. Uh, and I learned a lot about creativity there, you know, sort mm. of, it was like another education really. Um, but it was just the wrong time and it, you know, and I, I didn't speak the language, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, I mean, yeah. you know, um, I really sort of set, set myself up against it, but then, um, but from there, um, I ended up in London. Um, mm-hmm. and basically it's as unglamorous as I saw a job advert and I was like, well, why not? Do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, okay. uh, and, uh, it turned out that that job advert was, advert was for, um, an agency that was working with British Airways mm-hmm. and that was how I got my foot in the door. Was it a, I, um, a photography agency? Was it a photographic agency? Or was it no, a... no, it was content. It was content agency. Right. Um, and they were producing the day, uh, daily weekly newspaper for yeah. the staff, uh, called the BA news, mm-hmm. which was, uh, I mean, it was a lovely publication, you know, it's, um, I, I mean, I, at heart, I'm a newspaper man. So anything okay. that's, you know, editorial based. Yeah. yeah okay, I'm just, yeah love newspapers, love print. Yeah. And, uh, but they were switching it from a, a weekly magazine to a monthly, did I say weekly magazine? A weekly newspaper to a monthly magazine. Okay. And uh, yeah, and they sort of liked what I did and they liked my, you know, sort of attitude to stuff. So um, you had likes I, planes written on your CV. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Which went a long way. Yeah. yeah, no, well, I mean, funnily enough, actually, apart from the fact I got a picture of a plane there, mm. I'm, I, I love, do you know what, I got laughed at when I said this in the office <laughs> once, I love the art of flying, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the sort of science behind it and stuff, mm-hmm. but like planes, I'm sort of like, yeah. They're quite you know, ugly like, things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get as excited about it as other people, which people then are like, well, how did you work BA for 10 years? Well, yeah. you know, I think that was part of the, you know, that I wasn't, out on the runway just photographing endless planes so I, I don't know that's but, right yeah um so yeah so that was uh, how i came back to london and um uh it was well it was great you know great place to work and, mm-hmm. and well i say london i mean it was right on the edge of the m25 it was just about london yeah yeah 
you know, I wasn't riding a Segway into Hoxton. The, <laughs> yeah. the prep. Not yet, every morning. but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Nathan Barley of, uh, yeah. of West London, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, that was it. You know, that was it. For a few months, I lived um, at a friend's parents' place, you know, mm-hmm. out in the sticks, which was, yeah. which was lovely. But then, yeah, I needed to, to move. And, and of course, because I'm, um, I'm not particularly brave with stuff like this. So I did lots and lots of research and I was like, I just don't want to end up somewhere where I'm sort of getting mugged every night. You know, mm. I, I just, I got other it's, things. It's the bare minimum. Really, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I, I plucked, uh, I plucked for uh, uh, Chiswick in West mm. London, which is yeah. as quiet as you can get and mm. uh, had a lovely house share there, which was, um, yeah, which was fun and stuff. And, now, you yeah. were living the life. I was, I was stuck on Holloway road for years and like, you know, yeah. some dodgy <laughs> flats, but you were kicking it in Chiswick. Yeah. The worst thing about Chiswick was I think that on a Saturday you walked down the, uh, down the high road, you just couldn't move for you know yummy mummies and their sort of two across buggies you, you know you had to move out the road and it's like well, this is my biggest problem in london i'm you know yeah. i'm kind of cool i mean you know the, i mean you know i was living there when the the riots all happened mm-hmm. you know down the road and i'm sort of how did you know they happened in chiswick though surely that was it, it was on the news Starbucks was <laughs> shut for an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> one police officer walked past yeah. uh, um you know and i thought oh, better check what's happening yeah. no i mean you know I, I I had friends who were in like East London. I, I mean, and, yeah, in town, you know, I mean, right. at the end of the day, you know, Chiswick was only sort of half hour by car mm. or like forty five minutes by um, tube to to work, yeah. which is the main reason I was there. But yeah. like, even when I went over to somewhere in Brick Lane, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was like, oh my god, like you know, I I, I just couldn't picture myself sort of. You know, um, what, living around. God, I sound so hoity toity, don't I? <laughs> you are really posh. I mean, this was during your beret wearing years as well. So, you know, I, I, it was, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know. I'm trying to think how long I've known you for. Uh, I think it was 2012, wasn't it? Yeah, it probably was around then. Yeah, probably was around then. So, yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't know you during your kind of wouldn't go to Brick Lane years, but you've chilled a lot <laughs> since then. Yeah. Oh, I love no, but it Lane. is different when you get used to living yeah. somewhere nice, because I moved down to mm. like, various places I stayed. I, I moved down to Clapham uh, Common at one point, mm. and we stayed at a really, we had a really wicked flat, like right overlooking the Common and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah, yeah. pretty much every flat or house I, I rented after that was just not nowhere near. It was always... Yeah, like, yeah, of course. You know, of course. Was, that was always, you know, a really, really good place to live. Yeah. Um, so after that, you uh, is did you then sort of make the transition to be to British Airways from that job or did you um well no the the, the the job was British Airways it was it um, was it was actually yeah. oh right sorry I didn't quite um oh yeah I see yeah, no. so you you um so and then then you just stayed there pretty much yeah they yeah. um tried to get me out a couple no they they, they I do you know what? I, I I I I need to stop being so self-critical um I think they liked what I did, and well, obviously you, know, you were there for a long time. So yeah, you know they don't I mean, they don't keep you around yeah. uh, for that amount of time uh, if they if you you're not pulling your weight mm. or anything. So like your your sort of day to day when you started, because um, you've left now to do do your own thing, haven't you? But like when when you started, you uh, what was your day to day like? What sort of challenges did you face at, at, at that stage? Because obviously you knew uh, your editorial, you had your editorial background, that kind of stuff. Mm. But when you're in when you're suddenly in that kind of it's a highly corporate mm. environment where there's multiple things going on, like you said, you know, you could be photographing planes one minute, where you'll be the other side of the airport doing a photo shoot, um, you know, a customer facing thing. So, you know, what, what sort of challenges did you find? I think, I think the biggest, um, 
the biggest challenge was you know am i going to have a latte or a cappuccino every morning mm. i mean that was the you know yeah. it's a, well, one of each that's a battle and, you know, you hold your camera when you've got those two why, you know, why not yeah um <laughs> no i i think i think when i look back on it i think i was absolutely 100 percent not prepared for the corporate world mm. and the role of creativity within it yeah and i guess i um well, I mean, I was sort of lucky because the you know there's been a long line of British Airways photographers, um, and the one who left to allow me to go into the job, uh, go into the job, I think he had just been burnt down by the <laughs> by the whole system. Had he the, been there for a long time then? I think he had, yeah. And he, you know, going back to that creativity and you know. Mm-hmm you know, trying to get the most out of every job. I mean, my attitude was always, well, if somebody's getting a certificate, why have they got the certificate? How can we make what they've done, you know, visually interesting? Yeah. And let's avoid, you know, is, you know, Bob or Sandra with the certificate. Whereas he was just like, oh, it's just, okay. Yeah, Bob, Sandra, get a bit closer, you know, shake hands. And I think that they, and especially with moving to a magazine, which, as you know, is a slightly different sort of style to newspaper work. You need to do things a bit more visually interesting, a bit more Yeah, uh, and telling more of a story uh, with, yeah, with those things, yeah, I think, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I guess because, you know, the, you know, the magazine has to live, if you like, for a month, you know, you can't have the same picture every single month mm-hmm. of, you know, here's the winner of the latest certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, so I sort of burst in, well, I didn't really burst in actually my first day, uh, there was huge snow in London. So mm-hmm. I managed to get in. Uh, but then when I got to Waterloo, so I was going up to the agency's office, um, to, uh, you know, go and check in and pick up my equipment and all that stuff. They were like, oh, no, office is shut today, so uh, you just go home. So I was like, all right. Oh, so right. my first day at BA was... You were uh, at home. Interestingly, my first day at the South Wales Argus, I was ill as well. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> I, I think uh, any future employers don't expect me in on the first day. No, that's it. And then, and weirdly, <laughs> when you left BA, then a global pandemic started. So yeah. yeah. Like there's, there's, <laughs> just don't change jobs, Nick. Just stop yeah, moving yeah. around. It's causing the, it's unsettling the balance. It's the Midas um, touch, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that was the, the weirdest thing is that creativity and the corporate world I mean, look, if we're honest, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a square peg and a round hole. I mean, it, you know, it will go in and they will join, but yeah. it's not as, you know, maybe smooth as, you know, sure. if you're, you know, working in a wholly creative environment where I think, you know, the focus is purely on the creativity. There's a lot more sort of, uh, I can't think of the word, but I want to say rubbish. That's the wrong word. I know what you mean, though. It's like you've, yeah. got, you've got the kind of, you know, let's say there's the A work, which is what you want to be doing. There's the B work that's okay. And there's the C work, which is like, we're just getting mm. by now. We're just, this yeah, is the yeah. kind of baseline. Yeah. And, and yeah. in all in all jobs, I think like like that, where you're, you're working for a big company, you're going to have a mixture of all that stuff. You always want mm. the A's. You always yeah, want yeah. the A work because that's that's where you thrive and where you want to live. Yeah, yeah. But you have to do the other two as well. Mm. It's just part yeah, of the course. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, yeah. you know, I guess... Um, if you do it for a long time 
after mm. a while, maybe it does, you know, if you're doing a lot of seas, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, a lot yeah. of sea level, then maybe you're kind of like, actually, yeah. you know, there's only, so, you know, there's only so many ways you can photograph that person with a certificate. But mm. I also think there's something interesting about that, which is that mm. when someone keeps, it's like having the same brief again and again. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and what I find interesting about that is that sometimes by you know when you've done it over and over and over then suddenly something new suddenly sort of happens or yeah. materializes that you're like oh mm. actually that's another way to look at it mm. I only, only my only really compar- real comparison is that i used to do a lot of work for lacoste and we used to mm. do a lot of um footwear ads and things like that. And you always wanted to be doing the footwear ads because that's the cool funky stuff yeah, yeah. and the sideline to that was that there were a whole load of brochures that had all mm. the footwear in them so pairs yeah, of shoes yeah, yeah. and you're talking about these brochures would go out to various um mm. Uh, places for people to kind of select the ones they liked and then the majority of the ones they liked they would then create so Mm. they're all kind of like um, dummy shoes so none Mm. of the laces quite fit you know the logos were all everything was a bit so there was a massive retouching job and you're talking about hundreds and hundreds Mm. of pairs of shoes and you'd have to do these brochures and we do them again and again and again and again and when you've done like about 50 (laughs) you've cut out about 50,000 pairs of shoes it gets to a point where you're just like what you know how are we gonna what how can we make this this work and then suddenly yeah. you know you kind of push through and something miraculous mm. happens and it suddenly yeah, brings yeah. life back into it so yeah i guess you know whatever job you're doing that you know the mm. that amount of volume over a longer period of time can be yeah. grinding you know it's, um, yeah and I, I mean i think yeah i think i always took it as a bit of a, a challenge and i you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit and pretend that you know in you know by the end there were certain jobs that you knew you could do, you know, with your sort of eyes closed. I mean, th- sure. those are mostly like the, the sort of headshots just for, you know, people's profile pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was quite handy because, you know, I think that the quickest that I ever did a job was about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that was from the moment somebody walking in, doing the picture and then walking <laughs> out again. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, it's what they wanted, you know, mm-hmm it would be lovely to spend, you know, hours like, you know, doing a mood board, getting the light right. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you have a lot more because, you know, even though it was taking pictures, there was a lot more around it that you had to do. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, so that was the other thing about being in house, which I found quite, um, quite interesting really is that you couldn't just be, you know, like at the newspaper, I was, the you know a photographer mm-hmm. um you know in ba i was the photographer i had to you know sort of help out with wider sort of comms you know towards the end i was looking after like these digital displays you know which it, it, sort of 10 years ago it was so far off my radar mm-hmm. that i might be doing that but mm-hmm. you, you sort of have to adapt and, and stuff and of course um the other unique thing about working in house is your your critics are all there you know you can't mm-hmm. hide away from them. you you are amongst your audience so if you yeah. take a bad picture or you get something wrong somebody will put their hand up and say i don't like it even yeah, if you take okay. a great picture people will say oh well i don't really like that yeah, and, and then you would work in those big open plan offices with all these yeah. all interlinked in different ways Whereas, you know, this is why I work by myself in a small dog yeah, room. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't handle yeah. the criticism. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but I think that that's, um, but that's, 
like, you know, just going right back to where we started with, uh, you know, the concepts and ideas um, mm. is always, always constant, but the technology changes and mm. your skill set has to change. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, aside from like just kind of doing your job while you were there and being creative mm. sometimes, and then just doing the kind of the lower level um, sort of, you know, day to day stuff at other times, mm. you were constant, you were learning. It's like the best mm. You know, it's like the best course you could go on because yeah, you're yeah. you're learning all about how to use these programs. You're learning about how to apply your ideas mm. in different ways. And like I said, you know, um, towards the end of, of um, you leaving British Airways, we were doing a lot of like animation mm. um, type things for the um, yeah, displays yeah. and things like that, which is uh, which I think just you know it just a prime example of how mm. that sort of um, you know can yeah. you know can move your career along. Mm uh in yeah. that way and, and get you yeah. thinking in new ways and thinking like well mm. for this particular project it doesn't have to be just one image it can mm. be a series of images and mm. what are they and how do they balance with each other and, yeah, uh, yeah yeah no, i think that's yeah I, I i absolutely agree and i think that um i think the one thing that i took most of all out of the ba experience was i guess when i walked in um and you've worked with photographers you know what we're like we take a picture, we sort of hand it over and say, right, this is the greatest picture. So, you know, why aren't you using, you know, the best picture and whatever. And I, I think that what I sort of developed and I won't ever get it right a hundred percent, but I started thinking a lot more about the designers and the people that the end user of the photograph and rather than just sort of go, here's the greatest photo that's ever been taken. It's like, mm -hmm. well, actually this is the best picture for what you need it so it fits yeah. with the digital display or it fits with whatever yeah. graphic you were doing so yeah. um you know which yeah obviously you do a little bit of in the newspapers but at the end of the day you know the newspapers tend to be you know that way mm -hmm. or that way yeah and there's no you know no in between but um uh you know when you get into much more creative circles you, you sort of you're trying to second guess the designer or the person mm. at the end of the you know the end user of that photograph which you know is it's is quite a, an important skill to have i think yeah um, and also yeah i guess um you know and that's what we we've worked well together in the past mm. and they're like you know i'll send you the scamps for something to say this could be a thing and then mm. you'll be like how about we do this and then mm. you'll do we'll do the shoot or you'll mm. do it by yourself depending on how that works out and, mm. and because you have an idea of where it's all kind of heading you know, mm. and I've, I've worked with other photographers in the past where I'm like, here's a kind of rough scamp, mm. an idea of what I want. And then they've sent back, you know, it's like, will be like a, a sort of 48 sheet billboard. Mm. And they'll send me like these portrait shots of people like head to toe, you know, yeah, that just yeah, don't, yeah. It, yeah. there's no consideration yeah. of how that works within the, the, the format and the, the, how the concept carries over into these formats. So, you know, it's, I think it's good to have that kind of, um, again, that's, that's another, yet another creative part to yourself. You mm. probably don't give yourself enough credit for, which is that like, you're thinking about the end product. Whereas, you know, a lot of photographers are just like, nah, yeah it is you know yeah. which is uh it's an important skill to have because ultimately yeah. you want it to look the best it can be um, absolutely yeah and i and i mean you know i think um if you keep the designers happy they always use your pictures in the best way and you know what more do you want in, in life not that <laughs> yeah. that's not just the only keep, reason that i'm friendly me, with you by the way <laughs> just keep me happy yeah. 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 yeah no but no but it, it does work out yeah. and everybody ends up in a nice place then and you know mm. and, um it, there's nothing worse than having a good idea that's not quite kind of quite finished in the work mm. be, or, or there's something letting it yeah, down yeah. from that so it's good to have to, to mm. know where it's going you know so let's talk about a piece of work that you've done that didn't go well oh. 
None of our jobs. I'm, I'm nixing those now because <laughs> we could be here all day. Um, and and no, something, no, no. something you might like to go back to and revise or not. Okay, well, this, is, uh, this one got me thinking as well. And actually, there was one absolute clear winner uh, on this one. Um, I, in 2006, I uh, managed to um, make contact with a charity called uh, Lepra. And uh, they're a UK-based charity. My mum was working for them, so that was my my in. And uh, they obviously try to raise awareness of leprosy. You know, it's a you know, it's a horrific disease. It's just yeah. one of those sort of medieval ones that you can't quite believe is still yeah, you know still the thing yes. affecting yeah. people. And I got into photography because um, actually I should have put this at the be- at the beginning. Um, the, uh, there was a film called Welcome Sarajevo. I don't don't know if you uh, yeah, remember, no, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that uh, that was the film that i watched i was like yeah that's yeah. what i want to do with my yeah. life you know maybe not the war zones but the the thought that you could do something that made a difference and i guess that was you know maybe what first piqued my thoughts about photography and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that um can't remember what year that was but uh you know, i'm right i think that's the one with the the war correspondence where they yeah it's yeah. Uh, the, the true story isn't it about um Oh, is it McNichol? Oh, I can't remember his name now. But yeah, he, he went to Sarajevo. They covered this orphanage, you know, as a, an ongoing campaign. And then eventually he brought one of the orphans. That's he he right, smuggled yeah. her out. I yeah. haven't seen yeah. that for years. Yeah, that's a good oh, thing. Yeah. It's powerful, isn't it? You know, and it's, um, you know, it shows what good, you know, visual arts can do, um, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so I wanted to do something about that. And so I got the chance to go to India for for a little while and i visited a couple of the clinics that lepra were involved in 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 hyderabad and i it was it was great and i mean they were brilliant i mean you know the fact they were giving me access at all and and you know this is another thing about the corporate world is there's not a lot that you can do without somebody being on your shoulder or Mm -hmm. telling you where you can and can't go and, and, and stuff um and rightly so sometimes obviously uh but i went out there and i literally was given an address for one yeah. of the clinics and i turned up and i was given you know sort of met met the doctors met the sort of the, the clinician director and then started shooting some portraits of of the people there and it was you know even now looking back on it the pictures are quite powerful but i guess yeah. i really wish that I was going back to do it now with everything that I know, because the first thing I would spend a lot more time, I would probably not have done what I did, which was go straight into, um, you know, shooting pictures. I would have tried to get to know people, get to know the stories and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe not, maybe I was treating it a bit more like a news assignment rather than a a documentary assignment. Okay. But um, I guess at that time, how old were you? How old were you then? When you did that? Uh, twenty-six. So you were still, so you were still in kind of editorial mode in a way. Yeah. Still yeah, like, yeah. 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 You know, sort of thinking of, you know, uh, you know, two or three hundred word story. You know, mm. illustrating that. So, mm. um, so yeah. So I would like to have built more of a narrative, made it a bit more standalone than it was. Yeah. Um, and and spent more time there. And I, you know, I think, um, you know, they they. They were so wonderful and 
you know, the hospitality was amazing. That maybe I was a bit worried that, um, you know, I was sort of in the way or taking them, you know, taking okay. a mick or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the one that I look back on uh, that I think I wish that I could have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would definitely do it differently it's now. It's quite yeah. a unique experience and opportunity to go and do something mm. like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah when you yeah. see those, when, when you do it and you're like, actually, you know, you, you did a good job, but now you do it differently. Is, uh, mm. you know, it's, um, yeah, yeah, very much so, yeah. yeah. Um, but aside from that, everything else was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> well, that leads me on to question <laughs> seven was, let's talk about a piece or pieces of work yeah, well. <laughs> that you are proud of <laughs> just the rest question eight <laughs> yeah yeah um no nah, i mean you know like i i'm i'm happy when you know the like i say the end user of the photo is happy or mm. if the you know like we were talking about earlier if the person who didn't want to have their picture taken has had their picture taken yeah. and now you know, they're over the moon and it's all over their LinkedIn and mm-hmm. Facebook and, you know, granny's got a picture of it printed on, you know, on the sideboard and stuff. I mean, obviously yeah. that's great. Um, but there's actually... I'd say you, you recently shot Prince Charles, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I mean, the yeah. Royal Rotors are always uh, an interesting experience because, um, well, yeah, I mean, you, you sort of shuffled around in front of whichever royal you are uh, mm-hmm. photographing. And you don't really have any say in anything. You have to sort of just shoot as you go and um, hope you turn your camera on and it's not pointing the wrong way and it's just yeah. loads of selfies of your nose or mm. whatever. Um, so they're good. But actually, the, the two that stand out in recent years... Um, so the first one is... Now, I'm, you know, I'm from, from Wales. I'm a proud Welshman very very proud welsh rugby supporter mm-hmm. so uh part of the reason why i'm picking this one is because of my professionalism uh mm-hmm. whilst on this job but uh british airways uh, announced a partnership with uh the england rugby union um Ooh, okay and uh, a certain welshman coming on <laughs> was chosen to shoot the pictures There's a lot of these sort of shots <laughs> of <laughs> yeah yeah um it's a funny feeling um you know when you because as you know you you know you get a briefing and i mean you know you get it in and you have to be sort of in the right frame of mind to get that creativity going you Mm -hmm. know i always find it and maybe i'm uh, maybe i am alone i don't know but if i haven't slept properly or got a bit of a cold or i'm stressed about something yeah yeah, it's it's a bit hard all impacts definitely yeah I mean, you know, when I got that, obviously the, the Welsh fan in me sort of was like, oh man, we're spending a lot of time at Twickenham with, mm. you know, England rugby people who, yeah. you know, are like wonderful. But, you know, in my mind, I was always like, why couldn't it be Wales? Why couldn't it be in the Principality State? I would have just been there. You could have just left me with a tent down there. I would have just yeah. stayed and photographed every square bit of, you know, <laughs> Welsh rugby union. But anyway, you, you know, you, you, you know, see, so you, you take the job and um it, it was a really it was a really nice one actually so we had access to the pitch the training room and all these places still exist nothing yeah. bad went on i didn't you know like <laughs> I uh, shut you it down know. for a while after you were there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it welsh flags everywhere um no you know and it was great and and, and also we had you know we were given permission to go on the pitch which you know, if you ask any uh, sports 
you know, anybody involved in sports or they watch it, you know, one of yeah. the most prominent things in a stadium is do not step on the grass. I mean, yeah, sure. So, but, sacred you know, so ground. I was, sacred ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, this was one of those ones. Now we were talking about it earlier that um, you sometimes get a bit of a, on the face of it, maybe a bit of a boring um, a brief come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's nothing worse than a boring brief than a boring brief that's been created by people who don't really know the subject that they're briefing about. Okay. And rugby, I don't know, you're not a rugby fan though, are you? Not really. I played, I played a bit at school, not, not okay, to any okay. level at all, just like yeah, no, during no. PA. Yeah, no, no. I always enjoyed it, but um, yeah. yeah, I never, I've never really been, in fact, I'm not really a massive sportsman of any sort really. Like football. No, no, it's very massive. No, I, I, I I'm the little nerd reading comics in his bedroom so while everyone's <laughs> outside in the sunshine. So yeah, don't yeah, worry no, about that. No, um, no, no, it's, you know, it's, it's there. I mean, it just so happens that I'm a massive rugby fan. So of course, when I saw the list of pictures that have been requested, I was like, hang on, you know, there's, there's loads that you can do that within the context of a rugby match. Yeah. That are a little bit better than, you know, whatever it was that was on the brief. And, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I was really lucky that the, the, the team that, you know, was sort of behind this partnership um, trusted me, uh, you know, so when I said, I've, I'll have some better ideas when, when we get to the shoot, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so we went down to um, Twickenham, met the, uh, you know, like the, the most, enth- I mean, as you know, as you would be if you worked for England rugby, massively enthusiastic guy about rugby yeah. uh, all the pictures on the wall seem to be you know welsh rugby players getting very very uh, <laughs> badly beaten up by england players had they, had you know, they requested um, a welsh <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know i don't know you know but you, you know when you see your heroes sort of, you. yeah you're sort of seeing your heroes with their head in their hands after England had just scored and celebrated, you're like, oh man, you know, it was and it was all quite surreal. Anyway, you had to take your Welsh flag off your face when you were, yeah, yeah we'll be in there in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the 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 RFU guy really appreciated the dragon outfit that I turned up yeah, in, you know, with yeah. the, the massive. Leaf. Well, you just wear that anyway. It just happened to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nah, and he was great. I mean, he was a really good guy, and he. Um, yeah, we had a chat and I, and I said all this to her. I said, look, I'm a, I'm a Welsh fan, you know, it's very uncomfortable, you know, Twickenham frightens me, to be honest with you. And, you know, and, uh, and he was great and he was great. We chatted about rugby and stuff. And, um, and then, of course, I, I said, well, look, I've got these ideas. And, and one in particular um, sort of really caught the imagination of the RFU guys. And, and that was, it's one of those lovely moments when on the inside you're thinking, Oh yeah, no, no, that, yeah, that feels right. That feels like that's mm. the way that we're going to go. So we did the safe shots. We did all of the, you know, here's yeah. the ambassador holding the rugby ball. Here's, yeah. You know. And uh, so we did that and then we're getting towards the end of our time. And I said, right, we've got to get this picture that I want to do. And basically what I had envisaged, because we didn't have any rugby players. We had a rugby ball and I think we had eight ambassadors, I think, mm-hmm. um, in full uniform. And what I wanted to do was, uh, obviously in rugby, um, you know, when the ball goes out, there's a line out and there's a lift. So one of the players yeah. gets lifted up to get the yeah. height. And I wanted one of the ambassadors to be lifted up okay. to catch the ball, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and obviously now, you know, 
I'm not going to lie, it's quite a dangerous thing to do, even for the people who know what they're doing. It's you're a long way up, yeah, and you know, the ground is you know, yeah, and so we picked one of the smallest ambassadors and she's great. She's, you know, she's always out for this sort of stuff. And, uh, uh, basically did some line outs when British Airways cool. ambassadors on the pitch <laughs> with Twickenham in the background. And it, yeah. it was, it was lovely. And, and it was one of those things. And we, you know, I, I keep coming back to it. You get that feeling. And once you've got that feeling on a shoot mm. and then everybody else is then coming in with their own they ideas. They pick up on that energy when they're, yeah. Then that, yeah. Absolutely. And you get a great shot. Now, unfortunately, the best shot didn't get used. That's, mm. you know, one of those things. Uh, and it was actually the RFU guy that, oh, uh, sorry, one of the RFU ladies that came up with that idea. And mm. it was just making people a bit more animated. Yeah. However, when the pictures got back and they saw these ones, this ambassador with the ball up and it was looking yeah. like a rugby, people were blown away. Great. And it was just like, it was a lovely feeling. Yeah. But what makes it, the one that I'm most proud about is because it started off as a, a PR shoot. Mm-hmm. It sort of turned, turned into a bit of marketing, which, you know, the marketing guys were like, oh, yeah, we really like that. And, you know, yeah. that's great. That's great. And it ended up printed about 80 foot tall on the side of Twickenham Stadium. Do you know what? I, I, you're talking about <laughs> it. I know I've seen that photo. I haven't seen it from you. I know I've seen that. Yeah. 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 I, and, I it's, think I... and that's just for me that whole job yeah. was just bonkers it was just yeah. like going from you know where we were through to getting a fairly decent picture mm-hmm. to a sunday afternoon where i yeah. you know went down with with sarah and ted and went check out that picture yeah. <laughs> how, yeah, how yeah, big is that cool. you know like that's yeah. that's awesome and then and then, of course, it was one of those things. I, I I don't know the specifics about you know the deal or whatever, but you know I was told that it was a holding image until mm-hmm. they got something, uh, you know that they were going to shoot specifically for the thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, hey, do you know what? Whatever. It was like, yeah, yeah. It's it's the autumn internationals. You're still getting however many eighty thousand people walking past having a look at this. You yeah, know, this yeah. Ambassador well, that must have been seen so many times. That must have had so much. Well, exactly. Yeah, and every time the sky helicopter or the, you know the BBC yeah. helicopter or whatever flew over yeah. the stadium, there's the picture. Yeah, that's every so time cool. we went down the A three one six, there's yeah. the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, not the three one six, the A whatever it is down yeah. to um, the M three. You know, and it was like, wow, that's. That's just mind blowing. That's, but that, you know, that's that shows, like you know, like we were saying before about having that skill of you can um, you can just shoot what people want. You can mm. just do what they want. You can push that a little bit further, mm. or you could just take a chance on an idea that you've got, and you know it, it can be a hit or a miss. You know, well, exactly. and in this case, it was a hit, and you took an mm. idea that mm. somebody had, and you just elevated it to this other mm. level that it it cut through what it was originally meant for it became mm. this other thing and then yeah. you know because nobody thought he's going to go and take that photo and it's going to end up on the side of the the stadium no, no. you know it just kind of trickled through and and that that concept and that idea that you kind mm. of pushed to 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 you mm. know your creativity brought out of that brief yeah. um just turned it into something yeah great rather than something that was just yeah. destined to be good you know so yeah no no that's that yeah. really good and i mean i think that the other, I mean, the other thing about it is, it's it was only meant to be up there for that one tournament. I think there's been at least three now. I think right. that they're, they're still, and I'm pretty sure if you went down there today, I think they're still up on the thing now. 
for whatever you can't reason. Get it down. It is. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> what it is. These really no. strong glue. Yeah, I was gonna say, it, there was a man with glasses yeah. and a beard gluing it one night. Just yeah, to identify yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but for whatever reason, it's still up there, and it's it's it's. I think it's you know, out of everything I've done, I've never had anything displayed that big. You know, yeah, that's so just cool. yeah, you know, that's that's cool for me. So, so that was the first half of my my Pradis project. The other yeah. one, and. Uh, I, I received your envelope full of uh, fivers in the post this morning. It was actually... <laughs> yeah, they're, old, <laughs> the, they're the old fivers. <laughs> the old fivers. All right. Okay. Oh, well, I won't go into it then. You can't I'll, use I'll them for, uh, in, you know, it's just, for, just to put on your wall. You can't spend them. Um, no, no. It was, it was actually, it was the, the flying proud work that we did for mm. BA. Um, okay. Yeah. And that again, was it job. was one of those, yeah, it was, it was one of those um, great projects where... It was sort of, you know, the, the brief was sort of, it was there or thereabouts, but it was just that whole collaborative process of mm-hmm. being trusting of going, right, you know, here's the sort of basic thing. Yeah. Go and make something amazing, Jay. And he went yeah. and did it. And then, you know, being involved in that shoot and all the effort that went That was into fun. It. That was fun mm. because, like, I mean, obviously, just sort of, you know, a bit of history, which is that I wasn't even working for British Airways before we did that job. And you just randomly contacted me out of the blue and said, look, they're looking, you know, pitching for ideas for, for this uh, thing they want to do for, for Pride. Mm. And, um, yeah, and then I was lucky enough. For this. I, I, and I don't really do – I'm not a big fan of, like, pitches and things mm. like that because, you know, that's a whole different conversation about how it mm. hurts the industry and free work and, rah, you yeah, know, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when British Airways come to your door and say, do you want to try and do this thing, like, you have to say yes because it's such a – you know, the opportunity mm. to get involved with any of their projects is just really – you know, it's great. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, can so, I just say other other airlines are available? <laughs> well, so a lot of them are closing, so some other airlines yeah, are available. Yeah. Other, yeah. <laughs> the uh, names of which will be put down the bottom of yeah. the screen here, um, <laughs> along with your flight times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but but that was that was a great one because uh, yeah, I sort of had that idea of of um, the idea was basically. Um, yeah, it was to to bring some color into uh, mm. the, the photography, and it was sort of again they're just they're essentially portrait shots, mm. but it was all about bringing the kind of the rainbow colors into into these shots mm. in, in an interesting way. So we had like uh, one lady had her nails painted in the different colors, and and you know, and, and one guy was holding an umbrella. And again, the uh, and how that sort of bounced back is that you know I had the idea, I send it to you, and you're like, oh yeah, that'll work. We can do this and such such. And then we did the shoot. And, um, you know, the shots of the guy holding the umbrella worked great, but they're even better when, you, you know, you started saying, well, why don't, you know, we'll get some movement in there. Why don't you spin the umbrella when we shoot it? And we ended up using that, that shot mm. for, for a lot of things, um, which, again, is, is another one of those kind of collaborative moments mm. where, you, you know, I sort of had an idea of doing this and you're like, well, how about we do this? And then it just layers and layers and layers mm. and, and ends yeah. up in, in, in quite a good place, you yeah. know. And, and oh, no, yeah, that, that stuff ran for quite a while, you know. And, and, well, yeah. And, and, and you know, it, I mean, it informed every... I mean, you know, it's obviously the Flying Proud guys mm. took it, but then there were so many other campaigns that then came up. And the first thing you'd see on the brief was, can we have it like the Pride campaign? Yes, and it's yeah. like, and it's you know, funny that's... because even like now, I mean, not today, because <laughs> British Airways are kind of, you know, they go yeah. through a transitional phase. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm still working for them uh, in some capacity of various bits and pieces. And uh, even today, like people, um, you know, they constantly refer to that. 
that, mm. that campaign that we did and uh, yeah. yeah and it was a lot of fun and i guess that that you know like you said like to have um it was so such a sort of positive energy also we were kind of lucky because it's it's such a positive thing the topic the mm. concept and the whole pride thing is such a and everyone wants to get involved in however they can do mm. and and yeah and, and i think that's a good place to start to sort of have some fun with it and yeah no it was good it was good there was there was a funny one actually sorry just in touch there was a funny one that um uh, one of the guys who was running the project sent me a photograph of and it was um yeah, it was like about three weeks later or something after the campaign had started. Mm. Um, he was in Brighton and Britney Spears was performing on stage. <laughs> and our yeah. our campaign was just running behind her. It was yeah, just, just on a loop behind <laughs> her. And I was just like, you know you've made it when uh, yeah, yeah. Britney's singing in front of, uh, of your spinning yeah. umbrella. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. I mean, that's, you know, that's the wonderful thing about, you know, the collaborative creative processes. You mm. just... You know that was only meant to be like an internal thing for BA, but yeah, it took off. But but I mean, what I was going to say was that um, uh, sorry, that pun about taking off just threw me. Then I haven't yeah. I haven't done one of those for ages. Um, uh, that, 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 <laughs> it does that happen a that, lot in the office of the BA? Yeah, yeah like uh, I've had ten years of, of airport yeah, jokes. Yeah, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, I um. I think that with that campaign is you're right that it was, it was vibrant. It was a sort of not an easy subject. That's the wrong thing. It was a good subject to, to, mm. to do a campaign around, but you think about how easy that is to get wrong and how you can make that so sort of yes. uninspiring and, you know, just sort of yeah. very corporate, dare I say. It can, it can be uh, that tone of voice can, you can get it so wrong, you know, um, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I just had the idea, and then you did all the hard work. So yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But but then again, I, I think another thing about it, which 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 I really liked, it was your attention to detail. I think that uh, a designer who I knew years and years ago on the paper, he, uh, he always said, um, he always said, design is in the detail, and the good designers are always about the detail. And like the thing about the fingernails, I hadn't thought about that, but mm-hmm. It was just that little detail that just, it wasn't in your face. It wasn't that, yeah. but it was just enough and it was just subtle and it was lovely. Yeah. And it, so, so those are my two, you know, sort of favorite projects. In the yeah, last that's good. Oh, I feel years. very honored to be, um, yeah, bit, bit upset. I wasn't the first. Favorite, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was building I up to the best one. Right? Like the uh, you know. <laughs> and finally we have, yeah, all right, yeah, no, but it was <laughs> good. And I enjoyed working on that job. Right, so okay. yeah, that was an amazing project. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right anytime so um there was no cut there whatsoever um <laughs> no <laughs> so yeah moving on to question eight mm. um so what are you doing now because obviously you left you left ba um and you know what do you see the future where are you going next because obviously you know well uh it's it's certainly an interesting time to be it's, alive it's a tough time <laughs> I, I sort of wrote these questions before the pandemic <laughs> and, and now it's like what are you doing now i'm just still in my room <laughs> yeah uh no I, do you know what i um i mean i said to you that i wanted a challenge and uh being the yeah. uh you know owner of your own business mm. in the middle of a global pandemic is a huge challenge yes um, yeah. i think i'm going to approach this in two different ways so uh i'm going to approach it in what is actually happening in my life so yeah at the moment there's i mean with a lot of photographers a lot of creatives there is not a lot of work out there at the moment Mm -hmm. um 
and rightly so at the end of the day uh, as much as i want to go out and take a picture and whatnot you know yeah. we gotta stay off the streets we gotta make sure yeah. we get rid of this thing so now i thought you know and, no, i mean yeah. the good thing about being a photographer and you know in some some uh, uh parts of that that industry is that it is a solitary job you know mm. you're not always working with big groups of people yeah so you know it's not like you won't be sort of back to you know back in the field if you like at some mm. point you know it's um you know mm. the social distancing and all that kind of stuff coming into play mm. you know it can be a solitary life as a photographer so that's <laughs> yeah, no, one no, positive thing that's uh, yeah that, no. you know, things I, uh, yeah it, yeah you are right i mean it's it's a it's a very funny thing isn't it because it is a solitary job but i'm missing interacting with mm. you know human i mean well obviously the yeah. two people who live with me are humans but other humans um, <laughs> i'm sick of these humans <laughs> yeah 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 um i'm not really no no, uh, no, no hang on no. what was the official line again i'm loving every minute of no no i it's um you know i do miss it i do miss the interaction with you know like we've said before you know that you get that person who's nervous about being on camera and the sort of, you know, the fun that you have trying to get them on camera and, and that excitement and stuff. Yeah. So that is tough, but I've got a lot more time to myself. Um, it, it being full time, I didn't really have any time to sort of learn and refresh and, you know, think about things. So um, as sort of twee as it sounds, I've been like trying to get myself better at stuff to when I then, you know, and released back out into the, mm. uh, into the wild. Yeah. Um, that I'm ready to be better because at the end of the day, I loved it at BA and it was great, but I think that I had hit the plateau that mm -hmm. I was sort of, I was on the hamster wheel and, and you, yeah. it's, it's not a nice place to be and you, you want to get out of it, but you just can't find the way. So this has been nice. So, I mean, you know, Ted, my little boy, has been uh, modeling quite a lot for me, you know, as I yeah. practice lights and stuff. And then he takes pictures of me. And, yeah. you know, so, so that's been really fun. Um, and, and also trying to get all of the business stuff mm -hmm. done that I should have done about six months ago. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've been sort of making sure that everything is in the right place so that when lockdown ends and i yeah. really hope that there's a massive massive klaxon for that uh some sort <laughs> yeah. of like you know, <laughs> the, you know the emails will just start coming in the doorbell starts yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um, yeah that's, that's the dream yeah, yeah absolutely uh so uh, you know so that i'm ready for it and i yeah. think that you know i think if you ask anybody who's serious about it they're doing it and mm -hmm. uh you know it's all we can do at the end of the day and yeah it's yeah. Um, you know so it has been fun i mean obviously what are we week seven of lockdown now yeah i think so well i'm a bit out of sync because we were on lockdown a week before the lockdown happened oh yeah we my, were yeah well. my little boy yeah. had a cough and cold and at that point they were saying oh, no. if he's got a temperature you should all um, oh, self-isolate okay. for like 14 days mm. or seven or 14 days um so yeah we started like the week before because mm. why not um so yeah. yeah so it feels like a long time at the moment but yeah. um yeah i'm hoping that things will, will change slightly i mean yeah, yeah. but but like you said i mean um, I don't know about you, but I haven't stopped since I started work, like back when I was like sort of 21. So mm. like I you know, came down to London and then I was just mm. straight into it and I haven't really had a break 
since that it's always been full on even when I worked abroad for you which I thought was going to be a little bit more sort of time to reflect and and do a bit of work Mm. that was just full on as well so like there was Mm. never a moment where I sort of had time to stop and think about what I'm doing and just constantly moving forward you know um and it while it while that was good and I I like I sort of sort of thrive in that environment of like a multitude of things going on all the time this kind of forced exile has been quite nice because i've been able to do to get this started which i wanted to do for ages Uh, you know the minute i get a a proper job coming you'll never i'll never be on (laughs) youtube again no i hope not mate i think (laughs) you're natural at it (laughs) but no but seriously like i i've I've wanted to sort of you know get this sort of stuff so it's it's been nice to like you say Mm. have have time to kind of hone those things down And, and you as well you've been spending uh you know you've been do, you know you're very good at doing what i'm slowly learning how to do better which is um <laughs> engage with social media because mm. like, i um i'm always busy doing other stuff and i've never got time for like facebook and instagram and mm. and uh, linkedin and all that stuff and and then i started looking at that at the start of the lockdown that's the first thing i started looking at i thought well i should mm. i've been meaning to try and up my game a bit and i just realized how terrible i am at it and like you know how many people i'm in contact with through work stuff and all this yeah, you know, yeah. and different different um groups of people i'm friends with who i'm not linked in through mm. social media at all and i just yeah, thought it's yeah, time yeah. to kind of start honing that all down a little bit and i think that's a, this is a good time to do it yeah know? i mean linkedin is a oh, it's a funny one and there's you know i mean i love instagram I, I think there's a lot of detractors about it and uh, well i say i love i'm i'm um uh, instagram's in the doghouse at me if with me at the moment because of this whole thing about the sharing of images and stuff and you know right. it's a bit shady and i i think as a photographic platform mm-hmm. they absolutely have to look after our copyright you know that's yeah. that's number one you know you can't you can't be doing anything that you know um, uh, sort of detracts from that or threatens mm-hmm. that the integrity of copyright um so uh, I've been concentrating on LinkedIn, which yeah. is uh, quite an interesting place. And it's, I mean, but then it's the same with all these things that it's all dark arts, you know, the whole mm-hmm. social media thing is just, and it, but it can be learned and it can be, you know, if you spend a bit of time doing it, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. And uh, I think the trick so, with it, you know, is to, you know, what you're good at is being consistent with it. Mm. You know, I think that, you know, people just start getting used to seeing, you know, the kind of things you have to say and, and the mm. things that you, you know, the, the kind of, uh, the enlightenments about photography that you kind of bring to these these sort of like yeah, sort yeah. Of blogs and things um which are really interesting um mm. you know if you've got if you i think that's a good thing about the creative industry as well is that actually it's quite nice to talk about that rather than just yeah. bang on about the economy and all that stuff yeah, 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 yeah you can talk yeah. about photos in a simple way you can get highly complex with it you can talk about ideas yeah. you can talk, you know and and i think that's a nice uh you know it's a nice way one for you to kind of remind yourself that you mm-hmm. can know these things but also yeah. another way to engage with people that isn't all about like pushing them for work or mm-hmm. you know it's just or, or literally waving a flag on facebook and saying i've had a sandwich you know look at me yeah you know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah it's something yeah. informative and yeah. interesting yeah that people can pick up and take down you know take take mm. in at, at their level yeah, yeah. you know yeah. you are good at that and i think that's um you know, that's another oh, skill that i think um is uh you know mm. overlooked yeah <laughs> you know, like so because because if you if you're off the ball with that stuff even just slightly then like you're out of the game you know so, yeah yeah um, yeah it's stay on it i mean well as you know there there is so much content out there now i mean it's just mm. absolutely mind-blowing and yeah. yeah you have to be consistent you have to be consistently good and you know you have to be 
confident in what you're doing to you know to showcase and and you know we all hate those emails where somebody says oh i'm going to solve all your problems for 10.99 a month um yeah you know so you, you've got to avoid that um but now nah, it's been great but but you know hey i'm I'm going to be starting a podcast as well i mean i'm uh yeah, you know I'm, it's something that i've wanted to do and um, you should do it. i mean like you know my, my kind of uh my thinking behind it originally was like there are so many terrible youtube channels out there and really crap podcasts mm. let's make some more it's like i'm not pretending this is anything other than just a slight shambles that looks like it's cleverly put together but the fact is it's just the whole bash of of whatever and we're just isn't isn't the official term for it it's authentic isn't that what the if it's yeah. not quite up to you know it's, yeah. it's authentic it's the yeah. shabby chic of social media yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i think that's uh you know that is an interesting um thing to you know to keep doing because like i said you know it does it reminds people that you're there and and i think mm. it's probably a, a good new because i've always always been quite bad at new business i i tend mm. to rely on people leaving their jobs and going somewhere else yeah, and taking yeah, yeah. me with them and that tends that's how my business has functioned mm. for quite a long time and yeah i tend to be busy enough to luckily busy enough to not have to worry too much about it and but then when you start thinking about actually i i I should be in people's faces a bit more but without being too pushy it's quite a good tool to to kind of yeah of course no no well and and podcasts i mean you know if you look at the range of uh tools that you know communicators are using Mm -hmm. i mean podcasts are quite an interesting concept you know because I've only just recently got into into podcasts mm. and a lot of my friends have only just recently got into podcasts. Yeah. And actually when you find an interesting one, you know, it's, it, it's, it's quite a compelling, you know, because you can do it when you're, yeah. you know, doing whatever it is. It's like listening to the radio, but mm-hmm. actually listening to something you want. And I mean, you know, the the one that stands out in the last couple of years was the 13 minutes to the moon that the, the okay. uh, BBC yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was when I was listening to that that I was like, yeah, actually, this is, if you do it properly, it's mm. a really, really powerful thing. So, yeah. you know, if you can, if you can offer a podcast to any of your clients, then, you know, you're sort of onto a, onto yeah, a winner, really. So. I, I also think with this, because I've, I've listened to podcasts for like years, because I can't stand mm. the radio. I can't have mm. like Radio 1 on while I'm working. It just drives me bonkers. Like, they just talk crap all day, and then they play songs I don't like. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, it's yeah. just not going to work. Whereas, yeah. like, I find a, a podcast that I like that's got a good topic, mm. I, you know and now it's got to the point where i have depending on what i'm doing dictates mm. what kind of podcast i'm listening to like oh, wow, so okay. if i'm trying to be healthy if i'm going for a run i'll just stick on you know some guys talking about like xbox gaming or something for like half an hour which is just nice, total nice, mundane nice. sort of yeah, like yeah. A biplane flying overhead yeah like just this drone but it, it's just distracting enough yeah. that you know yeah. Um, or you know, or like similarly, like this podcast, the only person that will probably listen to it will be me in about yeah. thirty years' time. And my mum and dad. So, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. hi, Nick's mum and dad, and hello, to me. Yeah. <laughs> Keep running. And uh, for yeah, for uh, viewers of Dave, uh, viewers mm. on Dave, the lockdown was something that happened thirty years ago that uh, <laughs> yes, people exactly. started doing podcasts. No, 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 no. What you mean is viewers of Dave? The lockdown is that something that's still happening. 30 30 years ago, started <laughs> yeah, yeah, 30 years ago. <laughs> oh god what a depressing thought that is yeah, isn't yeah. It? um so, so you're not been doing 
Joe Wicks's PE then in the morning? No, no. I've, I've, no one's been tuning into mine. I'm on the other <laughs> on the other channel. It's just a sort of a sort of middle aged man looking a little bit hot and sweaty. Uh, and you know what, having I, to have a rest and a cream egg. <laughs> it's so funny. I I was uh, this is a right. This is a bonkers segue from uh, Joe Wicks to LinkedIn mm. to improving my life. Right. Yeah. But bear with me. So we do Joe Wicks every morning. Me and yeah. Sarah do it. And, yeah. and I, I think um, I never really sort of bothered with him before. I don't know. Mm. You know, I knew who he was and stuff. But I think he's got such a great character that it comes out that there is something that draws you in that you're like, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's great. I want to do, you know, do some Joe Wicks. Yeah. Anyway, so somebody who I know on LinkedIn put a picture up and started talking about exercising. So, of course, me being, you know, thought I was, you know, being sort of, you know, clever, uh, said, oh, well, you know, I do Joe Wicks every morning. And, you know, and I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an athlete. I find the Joe Wicks thing, it's quite punishing, you know. It's, yeah, you know, okay. yeah, yeah. you've got a sweat on and, you, you know, yeah. you're bright red, you look like a lobster. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, uh, he never does, you know. I don't know how he, you know, manages it. But, filters. Uh, you know, it's all filters. Yeah, yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Um, and and so I said, oh, I do Joe Wicks, and you know, it's great, blah blah blah. And somebody commented on it and said, oh no, we we don't do Joe Wicks. It's too too difficult for us. So we do Andy's wild workout, right? right. And you know, uh, you know, on CBBS, is Andy Day who does, you know, okay. um, yeah, Andy's yeah. Safari Adventure and yeah, dinosaur. Yeah. So he does a little seven minute one, oh. right? Which we got Ted to do the other day. And it's literally just waving your arms around. Okay, and cool. I, I don't think you're going to actually get any mass yeah. out of it, <laughs> but it gets him moving and it gets yeah. his heart, you know, it gets your heart back. Well, that's cool so, though. I think like that, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that is good because it also that's it's not just about the exercise. It's something about collectively knowing that mm. across the country in the world people are also doing that at the same time yeah yeah because yeah. we're also used to watching you know when i was a kid if you're watching he-man on tv you know everyone's watching he-man on tv yeah, 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 tv yeah. uh whereas yeah. now it's like you know everyone multitude of box sets and netflix everyone's watching yeah, different yeah, stuff at different yeah. times there's something nice about this feeling of like everyone coming together and doing this mm. you know and and you know the joe wicks thing has been people have poke fun at it and, and i actually think it's amazing i think he's doing yeah. an amazing job i think he's uh he's likable you know if he's not knighted or given some something at the end of oh. the year for it i mean you know and he yeah. deserves it because you know and yeah. the kids like um my um our wife and kids they they, they do it and uh, you know i haven't actually hand in the air i haven't done it yet mm. those those sort of things bring everyone together at this time it's so quite important um yeah. And, and Joe, if you're if you're listening, thank you very much for everything well, thanks, you're doing. Thanks, thanks. Joe. You keep thanks. my my family busy for about twenty minutes, and then they're back again. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make it forty minutes next time? <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess we're moving. Okay, we're near, we're closing in on the end. Closing so in, close yeah. to the end that I can't actually remember what the last question is. I did send it to you. Uh, let um, me see. Oh no, um, we've, oh, we've, we've got we're, we're we're in the the penultimate one. We we ha we haven't done the. Do you have any advice for anyone starting okay. out in the industry? Maybe um, something uh, you would have liked to have known before you started. Okay. Oh, well, before I answer that, I've just got to finish my notes from question eight, which is I want to help small businesses. I'm also quite keen on other mediums. There we are. I've hit, I've just smashed that was those. so natural. <laughs> <laughs> You're so natural reading that. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Right. 
it was off the cuff, uh, just like that. that and that's was, the magic yeah. of creativity, is that you can just come out at any point. I wasn't checking my notes at all. No. <laughs> uh, right. Um, but actually, genuinely, I do want to help small businesses. I think that um, you've enlightened me to it. I think that I've now entered this realm out of the large corporate, you know, global sort of thing. Mm. That there's this wonderful array of small businesses out there doing some cool stuff. And so mm. if I can help in any way, uh, obviously that's going to yeah. be great and it is fun running your own business i mean it is yeah. hard but the benefits of you know of it all mm. are just are just great and um it's scary at first but once it gets going you mm. know i mean and it can be scary while you're doing it as well it's not mm. you know it's a rocky road but yeah. um you know you just the, the only difference is how the work sort of comes in waves rather than mm. consistent grind every day and, and mm. for creators i think that's quite good because mm. i'm not creative between nine to five every day you know i'm mm. creative at different points and sometimes i want yeah. to work into the evenings because I'm, I'm working on something that i want to continue or mm. you know or maybe one morning it's not quite working so i can flip over to do something else there's nobody dictating to me what those what I should mm. be doing and I think yeah. in that way the creativity sort of feels more, much more natural and more malleable you mm. know and, and, yeah, and I think yeah. you'll find that running doing it for yourself as well which is you know yeah you'll you can uh, sort of suit yourself in that way mm. so it's good yeah, yeah, cool. definitely recommend it for anyone yeah um, all right cool so, yeah so advice for people um, back to the advice yeah <laughs> uh, starting out in the industry yeah so if yeah. there's any, anything that you maybe something you would have liked to have known before you started <laughs> see it just flows, it just flows. <laughs> uh well this is quite an interesting one this was you know out of all the notes that i made this was the longest one and i think that the first thing that i'm going to say it's a little mini rant something that drives me absolutely bonkers when you speak to some photographers is that you get the stock response of oh photography's dead don't do it Right. And it's like, well, yes, things are more difficult than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. However, even when I was getting started, it was tough to get into. It's always been tough to get into. Now, whether that's it, like we were talking about earlier, the, you know, the technology and the knowledge that you needed to even know how to technically use a camera when it was all manual and film and stuff, yeah. you know, it was difficult. It's difficult with digital. It's difficult that, like you say, everybody's got a camera in their pocket and suddenly, you know, it's like, you know, people think they're David Bailey or whatever. And, you know, it's always been difficult. So my first bit of advice is ignore the people that are saying it's dead. It is like any other profession. I'm sure that there is, uh, there are people out there that try to get into photography. They didn't just because they didn't have the talent or they didn't have the drive or they didn't have the whatever, but it's the same as, bus drivers, pilots, mm -hmm. you know, astronauts, you know, whatever it is, you know, photography is not alone in being a profession that people can't get into. So what I would say is stay positive, have the drive, have the determination to see it through. It's tough. Of course it is. But if you've got the talent and you are determined, you will find your way in photography. Mm. Um, so that's my first. Yeah, you know, that's good rant of that and uh, uh, you know i suppose sort of following on from that uh is uh, don't expect to become a millionaire <laughs> because <laughs> um at the end of the day i mean um and i love you know like david bailey right for every david bailey there's probably about twenty thousand nick morrishes out there you know i mean it's right. like 
you know, I would love to be a household name. I would love it that somebody says, oh, you know, you've got a camera in your pocket. Oh, who do you think you are? Nick Morrish, you know. Mm. It, it, Bailey is up there in the stratosphere of photographers and very few people will get into that strata. So yeah, sure. don't put your pressure, don't pressure yourself. <laughs> Just yeah. do what you can, you know, if you can, you know, sort of live quite happily and, you know, do it. It is a great profession. Um, you know, there is like we were talking the A, the B, and the C jobs. You you know, it's like a triangle. You get loads of A, uh, loads of Bs, loads of Cs. But when you get those A's, like really, like pull yourself into it because they are the best. You know, yeah, the yeah. best ones. No, that's um, good advice, and, and it does. Uh, you know, I think it also um, it says a lot about the sort of creative industry in general. Like you're saying, you know, you can uh um you might not make loads of money at it but don't forget you're doing a job that's really creative and interesting mm. and you could have a really dull job that you want to yeah. be creative but actually you're just like well i'm just going to do yeah. this job because it, it makes yeah. money and, and you know doesn't necessarily make me happy and i think yeah. for me when i was looking for starting a career i wanted something that did both so i could mm. pay for things but i could yeah. also do do you know creative things at the same time mm. thankfully we yeah. live in a world where that is a possibility mm. um, yeah, yeah. maybe our parents didn't live in such a world but we do and the next generation yeah. even more so you know you say photography yeah. dead i say the opposite i say it's never been more alive everybody's mm. a photographer now yeah 90 percent yeah. of people are bad photographers <laughs> that's only good for the good ones you know yeah, so yeah. i think it's 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 a good time to be a photographer you know? well that is an interesting it, that is an interesting take and i mean I, I always enjoy speaking to you know uh photographic allies if you like you know i mean but then you must find this as well with graphic designers i mean you know that you know there are so many you know like you know I, you know i've got a mac and mm. there's like a you know a some you know itunes or uh, no I, god i'm really showing my age now aren't i uh you know there's some program on there that you know will do stuff <laughs> the adobe but, I mean, suite and all that stuff yeah well not adobe so much but you know well i suppose even on your phone now you could do a basic okay. graphic design you could put text on it you know you yes. think of a you know this is actually dovetailing very well into john's question from the last podcast um, oh do you know what actually i've got one more bit of advice if you want to yeah. cut yeah yeah okay let's, back let's into do that thing. first so my last bit of advice actually feeds into something that you were just sort of saying is that everybody's a photographer, but 90% are bad and 10% are good. So the best thing that you can do is really be inspired by the great photographers. So even though how we take pictures and the technology that we take pictures with has changed at the end of the day, it's still light you know, mm-hmm. hitting a sensor of some sort and capturing that in a, an attractive way using shutter, aperture, ISO and a particular lens to get a look or whatever. It will never, ever change. But so what I would say is go back to the masters, you know, and I've written down some names um, and this is not an exhaustive list, but mm-hmm. you're Henry Cartier-Bresson, you're Don McCullen, Elliot Irwitt, Steve McCurry, Robert Kappa, David Hearn, David Bailey, La Chapelle, Brian Duffy, and Brian Harris are people that I look to try yeah. to emulate. And they were doing stuff that they would be doing the same thing now with an iPhone or with mm-hmm. a camera or whatever. They've got the eye, and that's the eye is what separates the great photographers from the and average the and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like John Lennon said, isn't it? You give me a. I'm an artist, give me a tuber and I'll get you something out of it. It's the same with, you know, 
I've seen some yeah. great pictures on iPhone. He also said, I am the walrus, so I'm not entirely yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so they're, they're my top three, uh, you know, top yeah, three tips. that's good, yeah. that's good. Yeah. And you're right, I like the referring back to the masters. That's something that, like, you know, in, in design, you're constantly doing that as well, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. back at, you know, there, there are a few still around today, but the, the good ones, are, you know, you've only got to pick up some of those. Um, you know, like Paul Rand and, and, and look at some of his work and it still stands up today and it's better yeah. than some design that comes out today. And yeah. and that was half yeah. a century ago. So, yeah, yeah no, it's, um, it's, I mean, I, I love all the, um, you know, like Art Deco stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the old jazz records. I mean, like okay, the design yeah. of that stuff is like, you know, I don't know who was doing them, but mm. I mean, that's amazing. It's beautiful to look at. So, yeah, but that does dovetail nicely into okay. our question because I believe, if I remember correctly, that it was about um, whether the uh, the technology is overtaking like the the drawing mm. concept within a person, uh, yeah. and whether you, what you thought about that in terms of yeah. you know, which is kind of what we started talking about with the, with the iPhones, which is like you know you, you can be a good photographer, we can have an iPhone that has an app that takes care of all of that stuff, and what what differentiates the, mm. the, the two. Um, so yeah, so this is. This is a really interesting um, question, and I mean, it's I'm I'm gonna so I'm gonna start sort of outside the creative world. Yeah. Um, I had chance a couple of years ago to listen to a futurist talking, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, futurist is somebody who says, "Well, this is what the future is going to look like. This is mm-hmm. what the thing." And, you know, I, I mean, I remember I sat back and I thought, oh, God, here we go. It's going to be all about, oh, it's computers, it's AI, it's, oh, there's no need for humans. You'll all just be sitting at home while, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger walks into your mm. back garden, you know. Um, He's there now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all <laughs> I am in it. LA, yeah. <laughs> um, He's cleaning the pool. He's hard, yeah, hard yeah. up for cash. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I, and I honestly thought she was going to say that. And what she said really, really surprised me is that there is a real focus to make sure that as great as technology is, that humanity stays central to everything that we do with tech. And it's great that tech makes our lives easier, you know, keeps us better connected and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, we can't lose the essence of being human beings. And so especially in terms of photography i almost go back to what i said at the start which is you can be as technical as you like there's a feeling and there's an emotion that you need to have and to understand and know how to capture that makes you a great photographer now am i a robot to take a picture i mean you know there's probably a photo taking robot out there but will the robot understand enough about human emotion to have that sort of subtle back and forth that you need if you're photographing somebody who's nervous you don't want uh, you know some droid just banging it's on the, at you it's saying, the nuances the going on between the two of exactly, you that makes exactly. the difference between a successful yeah, yeah. shot and and the yeah yeah absolutely and that's and and so yeah so you know that's why you know if you go on instagram and you type in you know iphoneography as a search or whatever mm-hmm there are some beautiful pictures that people are taking on iTunes uh, on, uh, um, you know, mobile phone, yeah. you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. iPhone. Um, I was about to say iTunes, iPhone, 
my yeah. phone. Other phones are available, of course. Uh, <laughs> but, but not like, endorsed on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, and they're amazing pictures because, you know, somebody is uh, somebody's seeing, um, you know, somebody's seeing a scene and they're understanding what needs to go into that. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not denying it won't happen in the future that robots will be able to do that and, and stuff. But for the time being, I think, at the end of the day, behind that technology, you need a human. You need a human mm. making emotional decisions. Same with graphic design. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same in everything. You need mm. a human to make those decisions. Yes. Um, technology makes it easier, but it's not not the be all and end all. And I think that where people um, get a little bit confused in that respect is they, you know, some of the the design work, especially that that does end up being sort of technologically led, tends mm. to be. Uh, you know unless they've got the balance right with the concept from the start then it just falls on its face for me you know Mm. there has to be an idea to start with that Mm. eventually trickles down and can be done in this amazing technological way yeah yeah. but you know um, I think John mentioned about pressing a button and the onion and the design comes out you know I think like Mm. I don't think we're we shouldn't ever get there and if we do Mm. that's a scary place because yeah yeah. you said it takes the humanity humanity out of it and the understanding out of it and Mm. and um, yeah but I mean inevitably hopefully everything gets better together so yeah technology helps the concept and the concept Mm. feeds into the technology and you know this demand just Mm. drives better you know better photographs better design you know Mm. yeah Yeah. no absolutely i mean i'm i'm not um yeah i'm I'm not too worried about it at the moment i think um maybe it will change in the future obviously the technology you know in terms of cameras Mm. i mean you know i started off on film cameras and i i don't feel old and now Mm -hmm. i'm you know fully digital and it's sort of it's a it's a, a big moment when I'm like, oh, I'm going to shoot some film now. You know, I mean, yeah. whereas before it was just like, oh yeah, you know, get some film out the fridge. Well, it's like or... listening to vinyl, isn't it? It's like you you can listen yeah. to your iTunes, but then you know, they still you listen to a good vinyl, and like there, the difference is yeah, there. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I am one of the. So vinyl... this has turned into a podcast <laughs> in 1965. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think with the vine, I, and this is the thing, this is the thing for me. Uh, and I'm probably going to upset a lot of people now, uh, but there's only nothing. four people listening. Oh, okay. All right. So, sorry, <laughs> mum and dad. Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, the thing that absolutely grinds my gears more than anything is when people put technology as the be all and end all mm. of absolutely everything. I think it's got a place and you're exactly right. It's that balance. You've got to get it right because uh, there are people who I've known who have sort of worshipped at the altar of technology as the end that everything else is the means the solution of. for everything. Yeah. And it's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's just as sort of fallible as human beings. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, laptops break, phones break, you know, it's, it, it's not the answer, but, in a considered approach, I think it could be, you know, um, it could be, you know, useful in the future, well, more yeah. than useful. Obviously, it's going to be central, but but get that balance. But if you think about it, I suppose, like, you know, the Industrial Revolution, I mean, we're clearly in another, you know, what should we call it? Uh, technological revolution, I, I suppose. So, yeah, it's been going on for, yeah, probably from the 70s onwards, we probably have been, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, um, 
but the industrial revolution changed things but it didn't take the humans out you know it wasn't mm. like humans stopped it yeah. changed the way people did stuff and i think that yeah. that's what we're in now mm -hmm. but it won't stop humans being humans yeah yeah so so there's your answer john if you're listening um yeah <laughs> we have the second part of question 10 which is your turn to ask a question <laughs> to the next one. I'd love it if you just like, what colour socks are you wearing? <laughs> just keep it simple. When I, when I asked John, I thought like he was just going to come out with a how you're dealing with working at home with a, you know, uh, but he was like, he, he, he clearly spent too much time thinking about it. And for a lot, I fear that question had been, he'd been thinking about well beyond the time I even thought about doing a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted I, yeah. to ask it. Which yeah, is a no, great thanks, question. You know. Yeah, thanks for that one, John. That was uh, <laughs> I, I really had to think about that. I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm wearing white socks today. Uh, so do you, and, you like, the, you like yeah. the fact that I sent that one to you? Like all the other questions were just like, where did you go? How did you do? And then this morning yeah. I sent you that question. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, was, that got me thinking. Um, actually, I, you know, uh, I, I asked my three-year-old and he, he gave me most of the answer to that one. But did he just text it to you? He didn't speak to you. He just did it no, on his he phone. Didn't, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he's... Um, yeah, he Snapchatted me. Uh, <laughs> TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so the next guy coming, I think, uh, is going to be a creative director. I think uh, by all girl. Well, um, well, this is the thing. Well, uh, you know, I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking. I've not asked you any questions. No, yet, no, so. no. Don't worry. Don't. I, I, I'll, I'll bore myself in my own time. <laughs> well, so so I'm, I'm, this is a question that I'm going to throw both to you okay. and and oh, to the creative right. director that follows, okay. Um, okay. or the creative that follows. Um, mm. Uh, so basically, uh, I know that, you know, as a photographer, there's lots of photographers that we do think, and, and let's face it, each of us in our own little thing thinks that we're the center of the creative universe. So more of a practical Sorry, question, but now I feel a bit like I'm, I'm shortchanging the next person with no, not no, having no, a just, bold uh, theological no, sort of thing, fine. but it's, what is it that photographers do that annoys you most? Do I have to answer this now? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've a got a list. list. <laughs> <laughs> what do photographers do? That and and I suppose I, I suppose this is a bit of a, a an addition to the you know what advice you know you give. I think that you should never look as photography on its own, especially not now. It's mm. part of a creative process, and so you know it's all well and good going oh a designer doesn't know what a bloody picture looks like anyway. Yeah. Because we all work together. So, yeah, so what is it? So if you're telling a young photographer what a designer wants or a creative director wants, what is mm. it? And well, I'm just going to take notes. I think, actually, I think we did talk about it earlier and it is something that bothers me. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up, Nick, because uh -oh. uh, I've been meaning to speak to you about this. <laughs> no, but um, I think it probably is, and it's something that you and I uh, have, have um, uh, worked very well. Um, and I've worked with other photographers where it doesn't work so well, which is, that uh you know i like that kind of working collaborating sort of uh job where here's an idea and then the photographer builds on it and then i build on it and then it just becomes this kind of uh, organic thing that solves the brief but for me it's when a photographer doesn't do that it's when they you know they have the opportunity to push something a bit further or maybe interject a little bit of themselves into it but they would rather turn to me and say is this what you want? And nine times out of 10, it's like, yes, that's great. We'll just move forward. But there's always a little bit of me inside that's like, oh man, if you'd have just done, you know, I'm sure you had an idea at some point today about something else. 
that mm. still fitted with this why didn't we just do that you know yeah, and there's yeah. by that time you've got no time and there's things are moving on and the job progresses and, and whatever but maybe it's partly down to my ability to brief people very <laughs> minimal level of like just do yeah. something you know um but then i also think that yeah that is a frustrating thing where yeah. people uh, are in this sort of uh, photographers are in this creative industry and they don't always put themselves out there and that's mm. probably more to do with two things uh experience might be one and the other is just self-confidence if you're mm. starting out and you don't want to upset anybody you're just going to tick boxes you know whereas you know here's the three pictures that you asked for and here's the guy wearing his galoshes being covered in you know in in hose water you know i think that's that's you know and that that does it that's the that i think that probably is my sole issue with Mm. having worked with photographers in the past is them not trying to put a bit more of themselves into it yeah sort of creating so yeah Yeah, no i mean i understand i totally had that written down by the way yeah, no, it's all here. Yeah, yeah, he's going to ask a question. Nice one for what, sending it over earlier. Yeah, <laughs> what does he want? Uh, yeah, I, I, no, I think it's quite an interesting one because, I mean, I certainly, um, you know, very, yeah, I, yeah, it's you know, it's funny now. You, you're right. You do sometimes turn around and say, "Oh, is that what you want?" Mm. And it's like what the the art director or the creative director or the designer wants might not be right photographically and you can see that there's that but then the photographer might be thinking oh hang on well I, i'm just here to take the picture i'm not dealing with yeah. the wider concept so yeah it's more collaboration isn't it really yeah. i yeah. guess it's also about and something that i learned um which i did a lot of early in my career is um uh be about being a pleaser you know yeah. because you you want to get on with your job and your career and all that kind of stuff but you also have to stay true to yourself and i guess if you're constantly saying being the yes man then you're not helping anybody really you're not helping yourself yeah. creatively and you're not pushing your the idea forward for whatever it is you're working on so yeah yeah, yeah. don't be a pleaser if you listen yeah. out there kids don't be a pleaser yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think <laughs> that wrapped that and up. And on that note, yeah, on that note, <laughs> yeah. drop mic. Um, so yeah, that's. I think that might be the ten questions. So thanks very much for taking oh. part. Um, I'm going to ask you um, how people can see your. I mean, we're two hours in now. We've lost our listeners, so I'll have to, I'll have to put the website and that at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, how can people see your work and uh, you know whatever other stuff you're promoting or you know, things? You can um, well, the best way to see my work is to shut your eyes and dream it. <laughs> and you say you're not busy. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I've been doing for seven weeks. Uh, no, no, I, uh, no. Uh, my uh, website uh, is uh, com. Note the H on the end of that. Yeah. Um, I would also like to add that I'm not the Nick Morris composer that comes up at the top of the Google SEO um, instead of me. Uh, so is that why so many people looking for photography end up with uh, a musical arrangement? A concerto. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm desperate to meet the guy though. I think he, it would be really lovely to you know do a collaboration or something. He's probably got loads of emails addressed to you, and he's just like, yeah. I'm not a photographer. You know, that's where all my, that's where all my work's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's a composer running around the fields of Wales taking pictures, going, "This is yeah. not right." Yeah, and I'm doing you know seven string concertos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
no so uh yeah so nick nickmorish.com uh which i hope will be in the comments or somewhere because yeah i'll um i'm gonna um uh yeah on, on all these things i'm gonna put like in the descriptors i'll put a whole load of details and stuff down so your home um, address then, mobile number that kind of stuff yeah. you know so. oh, perfect and then uh obviously uh if you're an insta kind of you know down mm -hmm. with the kids uh my handle is frographer which mm. is um, because uh i was nicknamed Frog in school, which okay. remains to this day, and I'm a photographer, so, so Frog, Rafa. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, it's good. I've seen your like Instagram that. account. It's good. It's very good. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, okay. I'd be a bit worried if you said it was rubbish. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're still recording. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's great, and I thoroughly recommend you. <laughs> no, yeah, but it is yeah. very good. It's very good. No, no. So, yeah, yeah cool, and it's, cool. it's 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 always great to work with you. Yeah, you can. So. Yeah, and likewise, I can't wait till. Uh, somebody see sense to get us both in to do yeah well, we will it, it will happen i think yeah. like you know you unfortunately with your kind of you know leaving your previous job and starting your business and the pandemic that's gripped the world hey. it's just uh, <laughs> you know it kind of puts everyone in this kind of weird holding mm. pattern um mm. and you know i think it will gradually start to get better yeah. and you know, i know there are, there are jobs on the horizon that that you know could turn into something yeah no, so, cool, you know, cool. No, any, any excuse to, to email you so um, um but yeah so thanks very much nick i'm sure i've said that five times already but um, yeah no thanks mate. you uh you, you're getting involved in everything and um yeah it's been an absolute cool. pleasure yeah thanks a lot mate no it's great mate. see you soon and there you have it so thanks for hanging in there with me now if you would like to get involved with any of these interviews or if you have any questions that you'd like me to include uh, to ask some of my guests then please do get in contact with me uh, the best way to do that would be to hit me up on twitter so my handle is j at love deadline which is jay at love deadline or one word and uh, yeah i'll get back to you now the next creative lockdown interview that i'm doing is with a creative director that has three decades of design experience under his belt and he's also a very good friend of mine uh, like they all are so um please do tune into that one because i think it'll be quite a good one um but for now as always be good stay safe and be kind to one another